Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. Um, yeah, I'm not Oster. I'm introing this because this is a fucking wild card ass episode. Um, I am here with some friends, some acquaintances, and Jordan. And so, uh, yeah, I want to go around. I'm here with Brady from HeaterWrestling.com. Uh, long time, long time ago guest Jenna. And then our friend from across the pond, Jordan. We're here to talk about some fucking wrestling, fucking cream. We're going to talk about making an instrument. Um, we're going to talk about it all today. And so, yeah, everybody, I want to go around and introduce yourself to the Cream Nation. Excuse me? Cream Nation. <laughs> it's, uh, it's our fan. His name is Bryce. Oh, three chance on his ass. Yes. So it's Street one guy. on his eight. Yeah. Uh, the Cream Nation is here for Come Tuesday. Exactly. Come Tuesday. And so, yeah, we're, we're going to talk some shit about shit. But, uh, Brady, go first. Who the fuck are you? We always say, my name's Brady, and I've completely checked out of wrestling on the internet because I cannot stand the opinions <laughs> of some of these people in the IWC anymore. I completely blocked it out. Uh, I don't. I am trying to start watching wrestling again more consistently, but it's hard, man. That's <laughs> why my is it hard? Is that good? Why is, because why is it it's hard? just frustrating. It's, it's also frustrating. You know, you see some good stuff, and then you see some complete dog shit. It's. I don't do you know. remember we'll when? Do you remember when the British Bulldog got rock bottom into dog shit? His little jeans. Yeah, when he was wearing jeans, he came back at, like in jeans, and the rock <laughs> fucking rock bottomed him into poop. Oh Good god! I'm actually yeah. watching SmackDown from 1999 right now. Oh, good. Yeah, Triple H and The Rock are in the ring. Are they gonna kiss? I don't remember it. No, it's actually That's Triple H and Shane kiss. McMahon, Mankind, and The Rock. Ooh, the best wrestler in the world and those jabrones. Yeah. All right. That's Jenna. the point. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> I got to watch this to feel better. Go ahead, Jenna. Uh, yeah, my name's Jenna. I was on this podcast forever ago. Um, was a wrestling fan when I was a young child, and then I fell out per usual, and I got back into it in around 2013 and have been watching pretty consistently since then. Um, I'm very bitter because Sasha Banks and Candice LeRae are my two favorite wrestlers and they're not wrestling right now. So like 
pretty much I've been like, I fucking hate everything, but I'm trying to be more positive about it. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with everything. What brought you back? Into wrestling? Yeah. Um, I always say this. So I had a group of friends, like, we were all super into music, into hardcore and whatever. And they all watched wrestling because of CM Punk. So um, I was over at their house one day when Raw was on. It was actually, I wanted like the throwback old school Raws. So I was like, oh, this is sick. And then I'm like, they're kind of telling me about punk and stuff. So then like, I just started tuning in and I got sucked back in. Okay, what was your, what was, what was the reason you got into wrestling as a kid though? Like, what, what, um, what happened? I was at my childhood best friend's house. Um, our moms were super close. And then like my brother was there and he was hanging out with her older sister and they were watching SmackDown. And I remember it very vividly. It was the Dudleys versus the Hardys in a table match. And I saw Lito for the first time. And I was just like completely mesmerized as like complete tomboy growing up. Like, holy shit, there's someone that's fucking on national TV beating the shit out of men. This is awesome. So that's and she had such it. high underwear. Yeah, no, I thought she looked so fucking cool. So, like, yeah, that, that's initially what got me hooked into wrestling as a kid. And then, like, I always say, like, my, like, my fucking, like, 10-year-old heart broke when, like, she turned heel. And, like, I thought it was the biggest betrayal in the world. And that's, like, when I stopped watching wrestling. Is that when she went with Edge? And they just, yeah. like, very, yes. like, graphically make out? Yep. Yeah, I was, oh, like, 18 or whatever. Gross. I was like, I'm just thinking 2006. And that's just the only reason, like, the... And I would just remember being like, even then, like, I'm like, this is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And then, so like, I started watching WWE again, cause CM Punk. And then like, I found Candice LeRae and PWG. And that's really what got me watching indie wrestling was again, like, I just have a thing for women that just don't put up with men's bullshit and it's stuck obviously throughout my life. So yeah. All right. And this is the fucking one I'm afraid of right here. So, um, we all have one of those friends that has some takes and will say some things. And this is that friend in like our wrestling fandom. Um, Jordan, go ahead. What got you into wrestling? <laughs> I want to know this answer. What's your, too. What's your story? In, into wrestling. Into yeah, wrestling was, was, was pretty much like everyone around my age is rocking Austin. That's right. what got me in. Um, now I hate wrestling. As you both know, I, I do not like wrestling. I am NXT UK's only viewer. I only watch wrestling to see big men hit other big or small men. Um, I would only, I would still only be watching NXTs if Gunther didn't go to SmackDown. I'd still only be watching the NXTs. I wouldn't be watching the weekly shows. Um, I haven't actually really fallen out of wrestling at all, which says something um now he's probably the most checked out i've actually ever been but triple h is bringing me back i like how we just I, sound like the most disgruntled wrestling fans oh, like, just, <laughs> right now, I, a lot of time i just look at wrestling results and go eh. the thing but, is is that i've, I've always <laughs> given like i've always said that brady's like he can be a disgruntled fan because he lasted like he was a wcw kid first off um and so, like, already there, it's like, okay, I get why you'd probably not like wrestling. WCW is trash. <laughs> and I then, didn't know that, though. I was oh, of course. fucking 10, you know? Me, yeah. It was, still, it was but, awesome the whole time. Dude, Brady was at the fucking uh, Thunder or whatever and fucking 
Boise and he saw Dennis Rodman was probably like, this is the coolest fucking shit in the world at the time. That, yeah, the the world, mm-hmm. that was Nitro. I was also there. Get Dennis mm-hmm. There's a Thunderdick too. And then um, also, like, Brady, like, we, like, when we met, and then we kind of felt like, oh, you kind of like wrestling? Like, yeah. Like, you like wrestling? Yeah. And so then I feel like I'm kind of part of the reason that you got back into it harder. Yeah, probably and, so. And then that was the mid 2000s. There was some shit there. Like, we fucking, like, withstood the Miz as champion. And I remember you were like, in 2011, you're like, I'm, I'm done. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then that was like the night that CM Punk did the pipe bomb. I'm like, dude, you gotta watch. And so, I know it's funny how how quickly, like everybody, like what's the whole narrative? This is my, this is something I don't understand. And I was looking through Peacock today, and I was like, what the fuck is? Why are they celebrating this? Was like they have these things for the ruthless aggression era. <laughs> like a great shot. I didn't right like. I thought that that was like the. Tw- like one of the worst periods where like business went right you know from the compared to where it was in like 2001 didn't it just like plummet didn't they hook they like shaman man's balls that. up to a car battery or something yes. i think so but also i think in more recent years it's like i feel like you know like the smackdown five other times more celebrated and like from a nostalgics uh, point of view like it's very celebrated now the SmackDown Five used to have an extra member, but we we don't talk about redacted. <laughs> yeah, oh. so um, yeah, I, I think it's That's... really like a nostalgic point of view, like where people look so at like, it more fondly than it it actually was. But is that like just them trying to rewrite history, like they always do? Like they've yeah, got trying to control they've, the narrative. Yeah, yeah, they've done everything they can at the Attitude Era. They can't sell it any more than they have. So now they're like, oh, we better pretend like. This 10-year period wasn't complete dog shit. You guys remember Mr. <laughs> Kennedy and Luther Reigns? They don't talk about either of them to megastars, actually. The show, the, that series is really good, because they talk about a lot about Cena, Orton, Batista, Lesnar, you know, the actual good parts. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. They don't, they don't talk enough about JBL, though. I'm not, I'm, 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 not, I, I'm not biting on that, Jordan. There's no bite. There's no need to bite. He was great. I know why you hated him, and he did his job well. That's why you hated him. Because he soaped up Brian Christopher and said some bad things in the shower? No, Excuse I was more thinking about it. <laughs> no, I don't mean his real life actions. Come on. I meant him going to the border. And he was throwing people across the border? Great team, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jordan. How did we get into this, that? I don't understand this, how this is, this is already off the rails. And like, not like <laughs> the usual, like, we're talking about jizz and coming and dumpster Pepsi off the rails. This is yeah. already Jordan trying to just co-op this for his moment to shine. <laughs> Good. We need somebody that'll make me seem less like crazy. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it won't take long. We're about to He's hear some fucking... Crazy. Yeah, we're going to hear some fucking takes, probably. Especially this, because... One of the big things that especially I wanted to get Brady and Jordan on a podcast is <laughs> is AEW. So Brady and I, I don't think you're gonna get I don't think you're gonna get what I what you want out of me on this. I don't think I will as much either, but I think you're also gonna be very surprised at some of his takes. Oh maybe your reaction enough will be worth it. But <laughs> Brady, Jenna, and I were at all in. Then we were also at like so that was like the proof of concept show. 
And then we were at Double or Nothing, the legitimate first All Elite Wrestling show. And so, like, we were there from day one. It was, especially like, coming from, like, the fandom Brady, I know that you had, like, with the Bucks, with New Japan, and PWG, and shit like that. Like, this was fucking it. This was the, this was the thing. And so, we're, like, about three years in, there's a lot of ups and downs, and twists and turns, and, you know, it's kind of a big thing now in this, like, super, like, fractured, like, internet wrestling fandom of, like, you can only, like, AEW or WWE. Like, you can only, like, one. You have to fucking hate with vitriol the other. And so it's created a lot of bullshit. But sometimes it is funny just seeing some of these takes. So, Jordan, <laughs> I want to fucking start with you, brother. What's, like, what's your deal? What's your, what, what is your thoughts, like, just on kind of, like, AEW from when it started to, like, now? Like, what are your thoughts on this product? It's better now than it was three years ago. And that's because of the inclusion of people like Daniel Bryan, William Regal, specifically. That's but that is me being, that's me being a biased Brit. They are, there are very few people that I will actively seek out and watch them to being the most two. Oh, I've watched every William Regal segment since he went, purely because he's the best on the mic in the company by some distance I think and Daniel Bryan's the best in ring so you know why not watch them too um, I hate the commentary team with a passion I'll watch it on mute unless Regal's on screen or on commentary um, I think all three of them are terrible at their job especially Excalibur oh my god oh, it's just like it's like transcribing Reddit comments oh. um JR, sure. Yeah. Um, and Tony Schiavone should have stayed in, should have stayed in WCW. Um, I don't necessarily think it's all their fault. I think it's a lot of the fans' fault. Like, my beef with some people, namely Claudio Castagnoli, FKA Cesaro, is the narrative around him leaving WWE to AEW was he's a massive megastar and he's going to be so so much better there, but he's arguably in a worse position. He's the champion of a company that no one cares about, granted a prestigious title, but not really anymore, that's going nowhere and he's wrestling people that he's obviously going to beat. Like I, I like Cesaro, not as much as Sheamus. Again, that's British bias. But I just don't see why he's just a white ball guy that can wrestle. He's just Martin Stone. That he, is... He's just he's just only Lorcan. He's just Chris Dickinson. I love only Lorcan actually. That's I'm taking only out of that. He's just Chris Dickinson with a bit more height. That's it. You're, you're talking about Cesaro, right? I'm talking about Cesaro. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, Martin Stone. That's the thing. But people, people that keep the thought that what he was going to go there and then all of a sudden becomes a megastar like that. They missed, like, the boat on him was missed in, like, 2014 or 15, and it doesn't matter where he is. He wasn't going to... He can just wrestle. He can just wrestle well. Uh, He's a good wrestler. He was going to get elevated going to AW. It just wasn't... That was it. It's already been lost. Yeah. So, Jordan, Um, like, when AW started, like, what were you, like, were you, like, super stoked? Like, were you, like, this is going to be the fucking best? Or were you just, like, this is kind of dumb? Like, what what were your thoughts on that part of it? wasn't even necessarily that I was either. I watched all in. Um, I'm trying to pull the card up just so I can kind of... I 
I remember the card going super long, especially for me, obviously where I am. And I remember well, I having to watch Nick Aldis, so that was already a bad fucking start. Oh, he's he's a dripping shit. Yeah, what was, uh, what was hilarious too was when we were at All In, they only had one video package for one match and they showed it over and over again. And it was Cody versus Nick Aldis and they literally played it fucking 50 times and no other match had a video package. I stood up, tears in my eyes, and was clapping so hard at the end of that match. I mean, we, we all know that my opinion of Cody has changed. Why yeah, has I, it changed, I, love, I love me some Cody. It changed when he turned up at WrestleMania. Because he was there to say he was there to save wrestling. He was there to bring prestige back to his to his uh, his hometown. But also on a on a weirdly oversharing personal note, him talking about like wanting to make his dad proud, obviously from someone also with a dead parent, does resonate very highly with me. And I know he goes to that well all the fucking time, and that's almost funny to me. But I find him endearing when I when he's against people I actually want to see him wrestle. I don't want to see him wrestle Nick Aldis, ever. I don't ever want to see Nick Aldis wrestle again. He's, he's, he's British as well, and I don't like him. That's so strange. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I that can't is. stand him. I did can't not, stand Nick Aldis. He's so Did boring. you not like Magnus and Impact? No, I preferred Gunner. That's for sure. I, <laughs> no, you didn't. I watched neither, so... Did you like Jackson Riker, though? No, so there's one moment where I thought, before I knew that he was problematic, there was one moment where I thought, he's cool, and it's that ladder match between the four teams, um, Gotten Sons, Street Profits, Lorcan and Birch, and The Undisputed Era, where he just comes in and wrecks everyone, and then everyone wrecks him. And I thought that was really cool, because it reminded me of when which till is it the seven, WrestleMania 17 ladder match where Spike, Rhino, and Lita all get involved? And I think that's really cool. I, I love when those multi man ladder matches get an that's, extra person. That's when Jim Ross has the fucking best line Lita jerking edge off. Mm hmm. <laughs> right. Classic, classic so, line. Jackson Rucker looks <laughs> like the kind of guy that I'd be into. Yeah, you're a body guy. You're Vince. Like oh, Tyler Rex. I, I told really you this. Tyler Rex is a kid. Oh, okay, I, I, and this is another question for you, Jordan, and then I'll, I'll kind of go around with everybody else, but what would, what would like, make you want to tune into AEW? Like, with the roster they have right now, with everything, what would be, like, make you be like, I gotta fuck, Wednesday, I gotta stay up fucking late. Like, I gotta do this. So I have, I have stayed up for some. To make me want to do it each week would need the next Young Bucks. The, the, fiend, the Fiend absolutely would get me there. The Fiend would get me tuning in every week. because And, and no firing if, people. If I look like, main, I'm talking with the roster they have. Yeah, yeah, no. No, no. I just don't, I just don't want... I just don't want as prevalent young works. I would need... Tyler like, Ross. I don't... I, Tyler Ross, yeah. I don't... I don't have a strong connection to anyone in the main event scene apart from Daniel Bryan. And is he really... Like, I don't like John Moxley. Kenny Omega is far... It's Kenny Omega, like... it's. I don't have a strong feeling towards him, but I'll watch his matches. I don't really care for Hangman Page. Don't care for Chris Jericho anymore. He's just old. I can't think of anybody else. I love Brody King. Put Brody King... If Brody King wins the belt, I'll watch every week. That, that's my answer to the question. If Brody King wins the title, I will watch every week. And so Without what, signing or firing anyone. 
Yeah. What 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 kind of turns you off from that? Like just from them in general? Is it just like not like the style you like, or is it like was it part of the like like the wrestling internet wrestling community? Like that kind of be like. So no. for a while, it was it was the it was the fact there was no one on there that I really cared for enough because I really like technical wrestling or a big dude hitting someone hard. Brody King filled the, the big dude. Daniel Bryan filled the technical. And Daniel Garcia as well filled that other role. But I still don't find myself tuning in because I don't have a connection to, to these people. And also, I think everything's always sold as like, this is going to be the best ever. And at that point, how much can actually be the best ever? If everything is your biggest show, why should I tune into your... like? The, the theme shows, why wouldn't I just tune into them? Because they're marketed as like pay-per-views without the pay-per-view price. So it's like, I remember watching an interview with Will Ospreay, another problematic phase, um, where he said, if you market every show as a super show, why should I care about shows that aren't, that haven't got that tagline? So now when they do Quake at the Lake or Winter is Coming or whatever, whatever else they do, why would I not just watch those? Like for someone, to, for example, for someone that just chooses WWE for the pay per views, why? Like it's the same. It's the same thing to me. Like if you only care about that, that's that, that's fair. But like, why? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you just tune into the weeklies as well? I've not. I, I feel no incentive to watch any shows that aren't the the themed ones. The theme, not themed. The, again, the themed. The theme gets me there. I mean, I feel like most of the shows, anyways, are like like Fight for the Fallen, Quake at the Lake. Yeah, you no, know, all the like. I feel like they have a lot of theme shows. No, I, I understand what you're saying with that, and it makes sense. I've always wondered that, like, what made you like just kind of have the takes that you? Well, yeah, some of the other takes. I mean, too. a lot of it. A lot of it is also just Tony Khan's general presence, <laughs> the Candy Man. Just everything, just everything. Every tweet I see, like, I get it. He does coke, a lot of coke. And that's fair. Allegedly, sorry. Um, I get it. But get a social media manager. You need one. Because it, God, some of the stuff. And also, I'm just a little bit, I, I get really bored of fed bad takes. Like, really bad of it. Really bored of it. Like, I just don't, and, and the thing is, if I went into a show, I run the risk of seeing Max Caster, and I don't want to run that risk. You don't want to hear a rap about the about WWE. No, I don't, and I don't really, I don't want to watch. Like, is it? It comes down to the fact that there's more people on the roster that I don't want to see than I do. Like, if I take the last episode of Dynamite that I can find. Let's have a look who's actually on it. Quake at the Lake, like Derby, like Brody. I'm gonna. Um, this is this is this one's gonna go really poorly for me. Uh, don't want to watch Andrade. Want to watch Roosh. Don't want to watch Pentagon Junior. Want to watch Ray Phoenix. Don't want to watch Luchasaurus or Anthony Henry or Aaron Solo or Jade Cargill or Madison Rain or John Moxley or Chris Jericho. But I do want to watch Ricky Starks. So it's a bit. It's a case of like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just watch the coffee match and then turn the rest off. All right. I've always wondered, like, your origin story with the not liking AW, or at least, like, being, like criticizing it and all that. All right, Jenna. 
your turn, your turn with all this. And so, um, you are, I mean, like, like I said before, Brady and you and I, we were at the first shows. Okay. What was like your fucking going into it? You're like, I know, like, I mean, I know personally just because we're dating and we live right. together, but like, like, what was your thoughts going into this? Oh, like I was super excited. Um, I just thought it was a, another like cool opportunity, like. Oh, if they could do like this once a year, like a lot of people on the indies are going to have these cool opportunities <laughs> to um, get exposure and maybe like be signed. Cause that was at the time too, like where WWE was doing like the cruiserweight classic and the Mae Young classic and shit. And like, they were taking chances on a lot more indie people. So I think going into that and like specifically, like one of the things I remember from that show is like the battle Royal or like the buy-in, whatever the fuck. Um, and like, Jordan Grace had that big spot where she was like going against Brian Cage and like she was super over and I thought that was so fucking cool. Um so yeah, it just made me hype on that and then it was just cool to see like Rey Mysterio out there. Um I like didn't really say earlier but like I fucking love lucha. I love like my flying shit. That's my that's probably like my when it comes to wrestling. So seeing uh Rey with like fucking um Phoenix and uh pentagon was i was super stoked on and i stoked to see okada in person and then chris jericho made that appearance so it was just like oh what the fuck's going on in wrestling right now but i was really really positive after that show yeah so like all in then when you know they announced uh all elite wrestling aw's come in brady had the hoodie mm -hmm. before like anything had even happened to which was always great um but no um we go to double or nothing new company are you just fucking just jacked because i know i was i was fucking like let's go Oh, yeah, I was super excited. I mean, I even remember the first day that Dynamite premiered, like, we had Dynamite on one TV, and then, like, NXT on another TV, like, right next to each other, and, like, we were fighting over which show was gonna go on which TV. Um, just because, like, I, like, to me, I was like, oh, this is Dynamite's first show, I really want to pay attention to it, so, like, we wanted it on the bigger TV or whatever, but, yeah. Um, in the beginning, I was super excited for AEW, um... I was super excited to see where they're going. And I just feel like since the beginning for me personally, I don't think they've really progressed much as a company um, since that first episode. So that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like the, especially like a lot with, um, I think the fandom, mm -hmm. like the, I kind of Brady had the right idea. I just fucking don't like, fucking just try to stay away from the internet wrestling community at times. Um, because yeah, I think it, like, I think like for you and for me, like sometimes it, it could just ruins like the enjoyment of like anything. Yeah. Like, to, and you know, I think that's my, my biggest, the thing that bugs me the most, like I'm completely biased towards women's wrestling. That's what I enjoy. That's what I like wrestling. And personally, like, I just don't think AEW as a company puts a lot of focus on that. Um, and I think when they do put like, kind of give people spotlight, it's like the same two or three people. When they have, you know, like 10 girls signed or whatever. Um, I'm super stoked to see people like Jamie Hayter and like Tony Storm, um, Athena get signed and like make money. I just wish they had a little bit more exposure, especially just with everything I think going on in North America in particular with women. I just think it's really, really important to have that kind of exposure and uh, be a little bit more inclusive. Um and I, you know, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, like they're a young company, yada, yada. It's 2022. You should have fucking women on your show. I've always said since the beginning, if 
I, it doesn't seem like to me Tony Khan's a big women's wrestling fan, and like I think that's totally fine. I just almost wish like he would have went a PWG route and just been like, yeah, this is just going to be all these fucking indie guys I like. I mean, it'd be like cool. Um, but I, I just don't feel like the show's personally geared much towards me, so that's why I find myself not enjoying it as much. I do love House of Black. Like I'm wearing a fucking God's Hate shirt right now. I love Brody King. Um, Brody King versus Darby Allen was like one of my favorite matches recently because the first one because it was just fucking Brody oh, getting the shit out of him. Yeah, like the um, one that was like the fucking like almost a squash match. Yeah, yeah, even, it was great. Even I like that. Yeah, and it's like so there there are certain like I'm super excited. Roosh got signed. I'm excited. Like I love Pentagon and Phoenix. Um, there are guys I like. I just I was gonna I, say because I think like, we watch every week. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. There's guys I like. I'm just, women's wrestling is really, really what I enjoy. And I just, like I said, I don't think they have much of a focus in it. So I'm not super, super hyped on AEW at times. um, And I wish they would put more effort maybe into expanding like women on TV. But I think, I think with what they're doing, it works for their fan base generally. What would, what would make you like fucking. I can just go off the deep end and like be like their fucking number one fan. Like, what would be like the thing that like would kind of like what Jordan like? I said, what would make him watch weekly? You watch weekly because I, I mean, I watch like three things and one of them is wrestling, and so you get kind of stuck with that. I mean, we were watching Raw when it was one watchable. Um, <laughs> I would just be really mad talking about why is the Miz on for forty five minutes. Um, but like, what would make you be like, this is the fucking best? Like, really kind of turn that around. Okay, so make, first of all, make Taz and Excalibur your permanent fucking commentary team ah, for every yeah. show. That's my number one. Two, have the fucking wingmen on every show, because we all know I love the wingmen. I love, um, I love geek. So. <laughs> yeah, like, I love a good geek, and I think they're hilarious. Um, three, um, I would just, like, I feel like Raw does a really good job at having, like, half men, half women's, and I know AEW has so many people signed, so it's probably not realistic right now, but just more screen time for women and, like, more meaningful storylines, a little less Britt Baker for me personally. Um, (laughs) um, They signed, like, Hiromu Takahashi, Naito, um, Candice, Candice, (laughs) Sasha, Willow Nightingale, Trisha Dora, um, Yes. Charlie Evans, any of those people got signed, I'd be so fucking excited. Um, so, I mean, I would also watch, watch if they'd sign Trisha Dora. Yes. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Specifically, so, I, I watch. I, I will say those this, are... and this is going to be really weird, um, just because, you know, I'm just trying to give all points. I will say they have so many people on that roster, but also right. the amount of TV time they have is literally just Monday Night Raw. Like they have three yeah. out. Like WWE has one show. That has AW's weekly allotted time. So I know right. it is tough because, yeah, three hours is really hard to get all these people on, especially when it's like you do have people with star power like a Chris Jericho or like a CM Punk. And so I know it is tough, but yeah, I think if they did have at least like not like a dedicated time slot, but like a dedicated amount of time, like, hey, maybe we'll focus on women's wrestling here, I feel like it could probably bring in a lot more eyes and like a like a different demographic it's like they kill it with like 18 to 34 year old dudes but yeah yeah definitely um you know i know like i know like i don't know how ratings really go now like i just don't care i have like ratings and 18 to 49 and shit like as like muted words on my twitter so i don't see a ton of it unless it's like posted in like a conversation i'm having or whatever but like <laughs> Jordan, um, Jordan posted. 
But, um, yeah, you post it to I, me and I post it in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> I know like a year ago like Britt Baker was tweeting some shit it's like if you want more women's segments don't let them be like the lowest rated segment on the show so again it's like I don't necessarily know if AEW's core fan base wants to see what I want to see um, but that's just from my personal perspective and I also don't think it'd be like the lowest rated thing if they did give more people opportunity and give them more time and more meaningful storylines okay Oh, that's that works. And like one of the reasons I also want to do this is just because you get like the same perspective on a lot of things. But like having like a woman's voice, having Jordan being just Jordan, um, and then having like, <laughs> like just having these different perspectives, like kind of just helps break things up as well as like I don't know. I like talking about this shit. And right. Um. I mean, last last uh last episode of Wrestle Boys, we were talking about um. Add gimmicks, which I also love, but sometimes I like to talk about current shit too. Brady, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. When, what what was your fucking thoughts? Day one, all in or double or nothing? You had the hoodie. Yeah, you, you, you got the Cody neck tattoo. <laughs> um, what? Like, <laughs> what? You, that's you, not real. <laughs> that should be known that that's not real. You got the neck tattoo, then you had to get it removed when he left. Um, no boy, no, but yeah, you were no pun intended all in, um, on it. All right. I'm trying to, I've been trying to figure out how to explain this, but I think here's the, here's the point. I think the period of time that I like wrestling the most was probably it starts somewhere in like 2013, 14, and it kind of runs through AEW starting. So the whole, I think what I enjoyed the most is I got super into PWG through that time. And a lot of those guys that were coming up that were in PWG, like did PWG and then also, you know, did a lot of tours of New Japan were kind of like my, they were like my group of guys. Like they were my age, my generation of new wrestlers. And so those are all the people I followed. And that's why I was so into AW when it started because it was it was like all the work that those guys that are my in my generation put in somehow were able to get you know a Fuck show a TV deal right like the thing that is impossible you know and they did it and that's why All In was so cool yeah, like, like generation me, generation me from fucking Impact got a fucking TV right. Deal. <laughs> That's the thing. And, it, and so at that point, it was like, oh, wow, AEW, like, this is ex- exactly, you know, I'd fallen out. Like, I didn't want to watch WWE anymore. Like, I did not want to watch WWE for years. But I, you know, there was nothing else to really watch. And that's what drove me to, you know, all this niche stuff, you know, where I'm watching things that aren't exactly easy to just watch. And that's how, you know, disenchanted I was with WWE that I'm buying DVDs every you know, two months and having them sent to my house. It's like the only way I can watch PWG at that point. But Not even Blu-rays still at that time. DVDs. Right. For the first half of me buying all those, it was DVDs. I They started Blu-rays toward the end of me buying them. Yeah, it was HD DVDs. Like, it, wasn't, it was a dead medium. No, I'm kidding. HD DVD, yep. You know how that all happened, right? What, what, what happened? The Blu-ray HD DVD thing? Porn. You know, porn oh. decided which one survived. That's beside the point. But that is true. That's um, great. 
Yeah, but no, I mean that's what kind of led me to that point. So when all the when AEW started, it was like, oh hell yeah, like this is exactly what I you know what I want to see, and it was cool that like some of these people defected, like Jericho came in, it was like wow, like you know people do believe in this, and at that point it was like WWE, like I've never understood, like I will and I'll never understand how people can sit back and defend WWE, and I'm not saying this from like the perspective of like oh you know, like AEW is right and they're wrong. But for the shit that WWE's done over the years and have pretended like they didn't do, and, you know, it's like the Saudi thing, and then the fact that they treated women like strippers until, like, 2014, and then they pretended like they're the ones who came up with the (laughs) Sasha and Bailey match and shit, and it's just like, fuck off. Like You you know that Stephanie McMahon invented women's wrestling, right? That's it. See, that's the thing, (laughs) though. It's like, shit like that happens, and yet people still defend them, and it's just like, they're so full of shit, everything they do. And then this whole Vince thing comes (laughs) out, and it's just like, look at this guy you've been defending the whole time. What the fuck? It just is so ridiculous. And then they had people like chanting like "Thank you, Vince" on TV and shit, and it's yeah, like, thank yeah, you for what? <laughs> producing the bad, shittiest, bro. yeah, he produced the shittiest mainstream wrestling show of the decade, and you're like thanking him for it. Like that shit just blows my mind. He did also produce the best in NXT UK. <laughs> what I'll say about oh. the Saudi Arabia thing is, it's it's definitely blood money. However. It's a very small population of the Saudi, of the Saudi, the Saudi people that are doing this. The way yeah. I, I, the way I like to look at it, because I actually enjoy the shows. Because I think they're just massive house shows. Apart from that one that opened with like Edge and Rollins, where that match went really hard. The people of Saudi Arabia are innocent. They deserve to be entertained. The same way that, like, inevitably, at some point, they will probably go back to Russia. Those Russian people still do, like no matter what Putin's doing. Scared off a tangent, but it's, it gets to my point. They still deserve to be entertained. They they aren't complicit because they're right, government right. shitty. Like, sure. My government shitty. The U.S. government is also shitty. I will. I we, will say none of us are complicit. I I would agree with that take, but since it is a deal with like the like the like the saudi prince i agree that's what i mean that's the part that yeah like if it was just them like touring and like they want to do these shows that would be one thing but it's the fact that it's like they're not doing it they would never do it out of the kindness of their heart i'm not saying that's their intention by the way that their their intention is pure it's just how i rationalize it myself to watch it Mm -hmm. yeah like whatever helps you sleep at night Exactly. Yeah, I, I just like to. I just like to. I like to watch. Uh, I think those shows are always okay. They're always weird. Like they yeah, are always I, weird. I no one's with, ever watching in the crowd. With like They're Jordan's take, <laughs> it's like seeing those little kids face light up when they like see yeah. people in the crowd. It's super sick. Um, when the Lita and Becky match happened, um, there was someone in the crowd, and he like. He was filming Lita's entrance and like she recognized him from Twitter because like he was always tweeting at her like, oh, I wish to see you one day. And like, s- like stuff like that is super cool. And like, I'm happy people have yeah. those moments. Um, I forgot what the project thing is that like they signed on to do. Uh, and like, yeah. like it, it's like the Saudi like 20 something, like 2032. It's like, we're going to be a good country by then. Um, <laughs> for, whatever, for, for whatever reason, I just keep thinking of Coney 2012. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the guy who got, uh, we were talking about Cody 2012 at work the other day. Yeah, and you brought it up. Yeah, and the guy who did that got uh, caught, got caught like wanking in a park, didn't he? Got arrested for looking dick. Probably. Yes, yes, he did. That's the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, don't um, get caught. Yeah, just don't get caught. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't get caught wanking. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, you could. Oh God, we we actually talked about this on a yeah. previous episode of uh of jerking it in. Public. Uh, that 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 really went off the rails. Um, Brady, c- continue. Well, no, I mean all that stuff's fine. I but that I guess that's how <laughs> I got there. That's fine. Fine. <laughs> it's off fine. In public, it's fine. Yeah, I love. I mean, you know, who doesn't like to beat their dick in public? I love you know <laughs> a little trench coat or put a t-shirt over your crotch and. Um, but no, that's how I got there. Like that's how I got to that point when. AEW started, it was awesome. New Japan, but, you know, New Japan was great leading up to that. I think now, it just, I mean, it's just not that anymore. And it couldn't have been. It just, the way it all ended up is just how it was going to end up. And I think with the sad, I think the saddest part, really, out of all of it, though, is, you know, AEW was growing there for a while. They, you know, were starting to, you know, do good numbers when CM Punk came and all that. But at the end of the day, like if you look at all of the numbers for both companies, like nothing changes either way, mm-hmm. really. And it's just kind of sad to look at it and see like, you know, com- when you compare the quality of the shows, especially there for a while last year, it was like there was points where AW is just so like clearly better, like, you know, on a weekly basis, at least their pay-per-view shows. And nothing changed either way for either company. So I don't know. That's kind of the part that it's sad to me that it's kind of at that point where people have chosen what they're going to watch. The way TV works now, too, it's there is no like conveniently, or for most people at least, there's no just like, oh, I'm flipping through the channels. What am I going to see? Oh, that looks cool. I'll watch it. Nobody does that. They read right. it and either yeah. they choose to go to it or not. And that's another reason for people on the internet talking about ratings and shit. It's like, it's, you know, we're talking about, we're comparing ratings, you know, today's ratings to the way electronics worked 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Like, there's no comparison that is that cannot be quantified. It's When's a completely the last time thing. you legitimately had, well, first off, probably had cable. Um, and second, or just like hitting channel up, like, wonder what's on here. Right. No, right, I have it, not done that in 20 years. Yeah, and it's like with streaming, it's like people don't really watch things when they premiere anymore. It's like they just watch them when they have time. So like that's why mm-hmm. I agree to you with the ratings things. I do think it'll be interesting in a few years because it's like I, I feel like streaming's kind of hit its peak. And like, you know, Netflix like lost a shit ton of business and stuff. Everyone has a streaming service. Like if traditional cable becomes a thing again, like what that means for ratings, if like What's people so are gonna wild. feel like this is yeah. like really random entertainment TV talk that this is getting into. But I, uh-huh. I fucking hate that now it's like, oh, we got to get away from fucking cable. It's so expensive. But now everybody just has their own stupid fucking streaming service. It's like, oh, yeah. oh I got $70 worth of these now. Fuck that. Sorry, it's that's just, a tangent. Mm. I got real mad. That's you why know, you just don't pay for is... any. Just leeching <laughs> from someone else. I don't pay for a single go. one, and I have every single one. Amazing. <laughs> But see, that's that's the thing, too. Like, those Nielsen, this is also a stupid thing to bring up, but it's like those Nielsen ratings, too. I mean, that's like a, the numbers, when they tell you how many people watch a show, those are numbers that are like, 
they come out of some sort of you know mathematical equation that is just based on like the number of homes that could have watched it it's it's crazy but it's not like a real number like it's funny to think in 2022 we can't just get a number how many right. people were tuned in to that like and so really the numbers you get are like very weird estimates that the but way like they come to that conclusion can do I that, can't they? streamers can do that i mean they like, can't but they don't ever Right, but yeah. they don't ever tell people. They don't actually tell people what the number is. No, you always see Netflix talking about like how like Stranger Things season four was watched by this many people, and it's like, oh, yeah, but how well, many well, people watched Tall Girl? Right, but a lot of people, uh, a lot of times, they release Tall those Girl. numbers, and they say like, well, this it was watched for this many minutes, and it's just like, what the fuck yeah. are we talking about? Yeah, why do we care? Yeah, I find like, it really sad, really weird that people care. Like people that don't have a vested interest in the financial side of either company care at all. Right, <laughs> right. Like and I, people jump to I, these conclusions yeah. when it moves like a hundred thousand people either way. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, 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 I enjoy, I, I enjoy reading the Brian Alvarez's like replies because they're funny, and I, I kind of, I, I, to me, it's a little interesting because I'm, I'm thinking about like. What's going to happen now, especially like with Warner Brothers Discovery? Like, like what kind of deal they're going to get? Like, are they going to be able to grow like like monetarily and be able to find more people or try to do certain things? Or like, what's going to happen to me? That's kind of interesting. And that's why like, I like listening to Meltzer like ramble on for thirty minutes about it. But yeah, for real, like really week to week, it's like cool. They got like nine hundred and seventy-two. Then they got nine hundred and fifty. Like, it's probably the exact same it's an same estimate. People. It's not, yes, it's not even a real number. One of the funny things that I, I know that you got a lot of that from, like, Eric Bischoff's podcast, and he was the fucking king of, like, in, like, 83 weeks, brother. Right, but even he can't admit that either, that the, the, that the way TV's watched is different. And he yeah. says that all these, like, oh, well... You know, they'd be killing, the AW would kill to be able to do the numbers that TNA did. Okay, but that was, again, 12 years ago. It's yeah. just yeah, not people just thing. don't watch like that anymore. Right, and, and it's like, all the money that... Product. Yeah, oh, it was objectively bad. And look at all the money, like, some of these, like, the NHL got how much, you know, how much money more than AW? And it's like, they do, like, 400K, according to their numbers, less for a regular season game. It just... They're gonna be fine. They're gonna get a. They'll, yeah, they'll get some money, and as long as they get more money, then they're fine, and then that's it. They're just there. They're on TV. How are they they got more money. How are they getting counted? Yeah, I mean, who knows what could happen? But that would just be very sad. I just think it would be very sad for Wrestling. you know people look for an alternative yeah. for that long. There's more jobs, and you know things are just better yeah. for the wrestlers, and for all of that to just get erased because nobody will pick up the fucking remote and watch a thing that they kind of wanted the whole time. It's just, that's really, I think that's really, really sad. Oh, can we pick one person to lose their job though? Oh my God. Stop. We'll do that. Later. <laughs> um, oh, what would, what would get you, what would you get you kind of pulled back in? Cause I know I, I'm like you and that's why like for the longest time, like, NXT was like the show I really like because it had like Adam Cole, Red Dragon, Roderick Strong, like all these guys that kind of from the same era as you, Ricochet. Like, oh, cool. These are the guys that I've been following their whole careers. And so it's like now they're on this bigger stage. Fuck yeah, these are my guys. 
and that that's kind of where like when they started leaving and then kind of shit started happening like i kind of started like just not even watching as much or uh, or yeah. watching but like just kind of being like it's just something to do because that i've just done yeah you're not invested in it you're yeah, not just, worried about it yeah what would bring you back like other than obviously like just like shit like that you know yeah, but see, that's the thing. I feel like I saw, I feel like that run in the Japan that we always talk about from, you know, like 2016 to 2019, that was the best wrestling I've ever seen, without a doubt. The best stories, the best everything. I feel like WWE kind of ran through the rest of their feuds with the guys that they'd had for 20 years that had all that equity built up. You know, you don't, you can't see like Shawn Michaels and the undertaker guys like that wrestle anymore that have all of this history, you know, leading up to that point that shit doesn't exist anymore. I feel like I saw it. I saw everything. I saw all the guys I wanted, you know, to do well for the most part, a bunch of them did. A lot of them just got murdered and left for dead and they'll never recover from it no matter what happens. And then you know, and then CM Punk came back. It's like the things that I thought that would never happen happened. And what else is there left for me to see at this point? I don't understand. Like, I could see a bunch of good matches, and I still do. I mean, I turned on shit. I hadn't watched WWE in how long, and I, you know, tuned in the other day and watched. And I saw a couple, of, like a bunch of matches. Just watched that, you know, Walter Shinsuke match, and that was awesome. But who's Walter? What's his name now? Can we not? Can we not dead name, please? Oh, shut up! up. (laughs) Did he? I don't know if I like the skinny version of him. He looks like a retired swimmer. (laughs) I've got. I've actually. I'm actually making a presentation for work. Um, for it's like an introduction kind of thing. I've literally got a photo of of Walter holding the progress. Both progress stars and the UK title, and he's big boy Volta, and he looks great. And he looks better now, in better shape, and he is the greatest wrestler of all time. And that's not fate. No one does it better. He's not. No one does it better. Uh, uh, I will say, Brady, kind of to your point, it's like I like a little fit Chris Hero. I think some of the stuff he does yeah. is more impressive when he does that. It's like, oh, he's doing this wild ass lucha stuff, and he's like. Pushing 285? Any cool. Chris Hero is just a guy. Yeah, he's yeah, he is. You're right. But Chris, big boy Chris Hero had the worst ring gear of all time. <laughs> you guys hated his it's just a rash guard. Leave him alone. It looks so it's so bad. It looks like a basketball jersey. So pretty it, like it looks like a basketball jersey that's two sizes too small. Yeah, because he likes basketball. Have you never seen? He does. He loves two? basketball. Good yeah. for him. Good. Good for him. So you're saying nothing? I, to... I do know. I do know what there is. I think there is one kind of thing that would actually get me back into it. And honestly, an Orlando I Jordan run. Want to see? Yeah, oh, he's okay. great. No, like if WWE. Because I don't have any beef with, like, WWE with Triple H in charge. Like, that doesn't, you know, up until now, I was just like, why the fuck would you, you know, defend these people? All they do is put out shitty wrestling and, you know, do stuff that's pretty shady. But, like, now with the Triple H thing, I want to see what's going to happen here. Because I really feel like the stuff that Triple H put, you know, put through NXT when they had those indie guys on top and they were somehow found a way 
it's the thing that you and I talked about for so long that when they put that style together, when they took like the indie style that was just a you know megalomation of you know Japanese strong style and lucha, and they took all of that stuff and added it to the WWE like main event, you know whatever you want to call it, North American Sean style. Right. Well, that's what it ended up. That's what it ended up being like. You know, described as just like a Shawn Michaels thing, but it really was. It was their main event style that could be really boring at times, put together with you know big moves, big spots, but just properly spaced. That's all it was. The psychology was just better. And I thought watching that stuff, that was like the best version. It might not have been consistently the best wrestling I'd seen, but it was a hell of a run of main events. I mean it. That style works, and that can be that could be a national a nationally televised style, and it would be more exciting than what they typically do. So I want to see. The only thing that would get me back into it, I guess, is if they committed and they said, "Hey, you know, we're not going to just sit here and there's only a you know a group of like two or three people that were willing to say are the top guys." They actually committed and said, "Hey, we're going to push people that we normally wouldn't." Like, you're really not going to know what's going on here. Like, you're really not going to be able to predict what's going to happen a year from now. Then I'd probably watch it because I'd like to see that finally actually happen. It's the one thing that never really happened. They always teased that they were going to do something different or that, you know, like CM Punk was on top. But it's like you knew he wasn't really on top. Like, stuff like that, they never On the Laurinaitis versus Cena headlined that one pay-per-view. Like, you know... Yeah, it's like, hey, you're the champion, but you're not the main event. And it's like, okay, well, then you're not on top. You just know that you're not. So I don't know. I want to see, see. I want to see them do that. Freddie, did you see Bobby Lashley versus Champa from this week's Raw? Yes, I did actually. That was the one I forgot. That was an awesome. I thought that was. So I was telling Isai, I texted. That was amazing. Yeah, it was I perfect. That's a perfect kind of now new Triple H main roster match because it's got Champa being Champa doing the NXT stuff but then you've still got Bobby Lashley who's very much a traditional WWE guy mm-hmm. yep. both kind of adjusting to each other he, yeah he's great Bobby Lashley's amazing um, and should get another another run but I think they, like it was quite interesting how they could both kind of match each other's style and kind of adjust to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think if we get more like that, like we did, well, Friday on, on SmackDown with Gunther and, and Nakamura, neither of them really had to change their style because they both kind of worked so well together. But if you put... But that's the first time since he came out that we got a proper Gunther match. The rest of them have been... Even the one against Ricochet, honestly, was kind of just like, hey, you know who's winning this match. And you know yeah. it's going to be under five minutes, probably because we're making him look massive. Yeah, he's the big guy. He's, he's barely going to sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm just waiting for, I'm waiting for the fucking Intercontinental title to actually be on a pay per view. I'm hoping it's a Clash of the Castle. Yeah, because you're going to be there. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. Oh, that's if I don't get, if I don't get to. I'm going to mark for everyone, to be fair, but if I get to mark for my favorite ever wrestler, I'm going to be so sad. I'm hoping it's no, Cena. Awesome. Um, so, a unique thing with Cena as well, sorry if I have to cut you off, mm-hmm. where they can literally flip the Hulk Hogan script, where they can have the foreign heel go over the, the American America, I'm shooting a gun in the air with my bald eagle on my shoulder. 
they can literally flip the Hulk Hogan script completely, and people will, will be expecting Cena to win because is that not his last belt? We've gone Grand Slam. All right. Yeah. That actually makes sense to me. So like, don't, be, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't do it because I'll we'll, we'll get no, don't. But no, okay, like, hold on. Gonna win, I'm gonna cut you off, Jordan. Do it. Okay, so Brady, you don't fucking understand. Jordan will go off on these tangents of this quote unquote like these fantasy booking things that he then <laughs> says so much that he then starts fucking believing it. And then he's like, Well, it's long term storytelling <laughs> this and it's that. It's like, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> what was you the, know, that, that was that was the other thing, thing too. I think that's what also turned me off but maybe made me just like not have any faith in watching wrestling more. Is like there were some of those some of those uh, storylines AEW did where they actually did make you think about some stuff and they did do subtle, you know, little things here and there that all played into the story and then made more sense at the end. It was like, I thought they did such a great job. And then you just see these fucking dumbasses on Twitter that are just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand <laughs> this. It's just like, God, are you that? Like, you spent that much time watching shitty WWE storylines where they just yell at you over and over again. I think that guy was driving the car. I, think I did it for the rock. Night. He did yeah. it for the rock. Yeah, it's, you hear it, and then you get to this point, and it's like people have been so reprogrammed that that's what they... When people... I see those posts, too, where it's just like... It says, like, the good old, old days, and it's like a picture of, like, fucking John Morrison and... You know, like some guy on the side. Mercury. What the fuck? It's yeah, it's, what the fuck are you guys? You guys are out of your fucking mind. It's the Mexicans. And, yeah, and that's oh, why yes. I tune out. It doesn't feel like it's my thing anymore. Like, it just doesn't feel like... It feels like the generation of wrestling fans that are super into it now, they think they... They think that they really understand it, but they really don't. Like, at all. Like, they do not understand it at all. And... We've talked it's about this before, personally because, like, me and you have watched probably way too many dude interviews. That's probably a, it's unhealthy. Yeah. it's unhealthy. But and it, they would even turned up by the a minute of it. Like that. Yeah, I mean, I could see that too. I would yeah. get turned off by the same the same kind of fan too. But I think there's a lot of people that that know as much as we do, but they don't. They can't think of it from like the perspective of those people. Like, I always feel like. I try to just take a minute and like think about what are these like what could this person be thinking like, and then you kind of can draw like a better conclusion. But a lot of these people, I don't know the way they look at Bookie and the way they look at some of these situations just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then they make up whole fucking narratives why Bobby Lashley uses right. the fucking um, the fucking hurt lock. Right. No, 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 not not accepting this. Not accepting the sound of right. Bobby Lashley was the only person to ever break out of Chris Masters' master lock, and now he used it as his finisher. That's long-term story. He's not Kirby. Want to believe or not? He's not Kirby. <laughs> he doesn't just inherit his powers. Yes, he does. That's what he did. Did he, he inherit he a pill problem? <laughs> <laughs> he inherited his pill problem too. <laughs> Oh that's what he did. They don't say, come on, they don't tell, they don't tell long-term stories. And that's why also when I refer back to like, you know, when they were doing Triple H Taker or Shawn Michaels, it was like, that was the long-term, you know, equity that they lucked into, but they couldn't tell you a fucking story between those two that would actually be that. That's actually why 
um, Volta versus Ilya 2 is my favorite match ever because it's literally a two and a half year story that only I saw because it was something like UK. It's so good. And the whole one story fan. pays off on the TV. Literally time, the only fan that I don't. One time Jordan had a really and, bad take. And so I tweeted at Vince McMahon, like, hey, did you know that NXT UK still exists? Um, just because I don't think he ever did. Yeah, what do you say? No, I'm too busy fucking my employees. Yeah, they're they're independent oh, contractors. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they're not employees, are they? Okay, Wait, so. Didn't Tony Khan promise to get a union sign? That's not. No, he did not. That was Cody, actually, that was saying that. Um, was it actually Cody? Yeah. yeah. How did that work no. out? Jesus, he did the opposite. He went and fucking signed up for the Imperial Army as quick no, no, as no. he could, huh? Cody was all about the Union really quick until he became a VP, and then he was like, oh, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, say, he, yeah. Then he got health insurance and said, fucking hell with all you guys. I got health insurance. This shit's expensive. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. So this leads us I'll into um, Denim. So, regime change, WWE, we've already had a couple weeks, and it's been super promising. It's been, like, I'm excited to tune in, like, tomorrow. Like, I'm actually excited to watch Monday Night Raw, whereas it's not just a thing Me I've too. done. Like, since I was six years old, it's like, now I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going to be cool. Um, what, are you, like, what are your hopes, your dreams, your wishes? For me? Yes. Hey, can I, can I put in a, a marker real quick? Sure. Yeah. I've got... I've got to go get a can of chew. So I'm just going to mute and listen to you guys talk, but just so you don't like kick to me for the next five minutes. Okay. Got you. Okay. We got you. I'm leaving that in. I'm not editing this out. The faint. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I didn't ask you, Jordan. (laughs) I don't care. The faint. No, no. Okay. I'll keep, I'll keep the faint to myself. Sorry. Thank you. Fuck. I really wish you would. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm super excited, like, watching SummerSlam, just fucking Dakota Kai and, like, um, Io Shirai coming out with Bailey. like, I was on chat with you guys, you heard how fucking excited I was about that, I'm super stoked about that, um, I'm super stoked in that direction, I'm stoked that with Triple H in charge, maybe people like Shotzi, who, like, necessarily weren't getting a chance to, like, be on the shows as much, will kind of be focused on more, um, I'm super excited in the... Yeah, give her her fucking tank battle. Let her be the spooky bitch she is. Um, TCB. TCB. Um, and then I'm excited the direction they're going with Ciampa. Um, I'm excited, actually, for what they're doing with Ronda, Ronda and Shayna. Like, if yeah. I was Triple H, I'd make them the tag champs and, like, fucking make that belt, like, that division, like, must-see. Um, what else am I excited about right now? I'm um, excited about all the returns, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Karrion Cross or um, Dexter Loomis, but it's cool. It's fresh. It's something new. I like that. He's kind of putting the message out there. Anything can happen on this show. Um, I'm excited to see who gets called up from NXT. Um, and two, like, I don't want to be a fucking downer, but just like with like people not knowing what's happening with NXT UK, I think like a bunch of the people from NXT UK coming over into NXT in the main roster will be awesome. So yeah, I think the yeah. future is really I, the future is looking really bright for me at least watching the main roster, which I really haven't had an interest in outside of the pay per views and watching like Bianca, Asuka, and Becky because they have fucking amazing chemistry. But 
I'm so far. I'm excited about the direction. Yeah, it's what going. are your What are your What are your wants? What are, like I said, like hopes and dreams. Like turn into Jordan for a second and just be like, well, you know, Piper Niven's gonna get her name back. You know, <laughs> fantasy book. She is. It's what we always me and Jordan say. Candice Lurie is gonna fucking main event WrestleMania and like beat Roman Reigns. Like that's my fucking dream. It's no, not gonna I'm happen. About but... Real ones. Like what do you act? Like what do you? <laughs> Hang on, uh, just a side question. Jenna, pick one person from NXT UK to come to the main roster. To come to the main roster? Not Ilya, Drag- not Ilya Dragunov. Miko Satomura. No, someone else. Yeah. No, you Why told me one. You told me one person. Say Eddie Dennis, Jenna. No, not Eddie That's Dennis. Dude, Eddie Devins is going to get released and go to fucking dark, and you know it. I'd watch. Cole Carter got a job. Eddie Dennis is going to get a fucking job. Um, like what? What's what's like like literal like 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 ones that you can see happen? Like what do you want to see? Like like Sasha and Naomi coming back or like what's up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Sasha and Naomi to come back. I mean, I I want Candice to come back. Um, I was even joking yesterday because like we were watching all those old takeovers. I'm like, oh, I want Tegan Knox to come back just to hear fucking Michael Cole talk about her on commentary because him during the May Young Classic was hilarious. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I want so many people to come back. It's just, right now, I feel like AEW has so many people signed, it's kind of hard to tell who's going to come back and who's not. Um, And I just want to see more people get opportunity that weren't getting opportunity before. Like, obviously, Johnny Gargano would be awesome. Roderick Strong getting called up would be awesome. E-Bar. Um, yeah, I'd love to see T-Bar repackaged, because, I mean, we watched that War Games and, like, fucking Dominic... Dijakovic or whatever the fuck they were calling him he was awesome in that match um I even said like he was throwing fucking Roddy around like it was like Darby Allen and fucking Brody King so give me like big guys smashing geeks I love that shit yeah fuck yeah okay um Jordan I'm so afraid to ask what are, you, what are your thoughts so far on on Triple H's WWE and then what are your thoughts of where it's gonna go and what are your hopes and dreams what I'll say is I actually see a massive difference in quality at the moment between Raw SmackDown and mm-hmm. NXT 2.0. And I've been a staunch NXT 2.0 def- def- like defender. Yeah, defender. Defender Tony D'Angelo is probably the best part. I will say, I- I've watched 2.0, and like you know, because you'll be like, it's like we know you think it's bad. It's like some of it is literally unwatchable. Like. Flash Legend Agreed. is literally unwatchable. Yeah, she's terrible. Like in the and, ring, like yeah, actually, oh my god, stop it, Deanna, <laughs> Deanna James. Like she's bad. Um, is it, luckily there's bright spots like Javier Bernal and guys like that, but you know, it is. Yeah, yeah. I've been a yeah. I was such a like a black and gold head. It's like this was so Von fucking Wagner. That piece of shit. Oh, my God, the no. worst thing in wrestling. Can I add, I want to see Alba Fire come up and Legato Del Fantasma. Yes. Like, I think those, like, that group and fucking Alba Fire, like, they need to be called up, like, yesterday. Elbow Fire. Elbow oh, Fire. Alba Fire is a better name than Kaylee Ray. <laughs> Hot take. But Kaylee Ray is not a good name. Because everyone used to just think it was Kaylee. But it wasn't Ky- Kaylee. Everyone... Kaylee Ray and Kylie Ray, I feel like a lot of people got them exactly. mixed up. Yeah. Two, two yeah, I think Alba is a great name. It kind of plays on our heritage a bit more as well. Um, no, I, I love it. Um, with, with Triple H, I 
actually have to. I stay up Mondays and Fridays now due to the fact that I, I have FOMO. I worry about missing something now. Yeah, like someone's going to debut or like and I'm gonna wait you're going to miss something cool. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 especially Raw. I don't know what Raw's doing, but I'm, I'm hooked. I'm in. I'm all in, so to speak. Um, <laughs> I'm not watching Nick Aldis, though. Um, in terms of people I want back, I mean, Fiend, obviously. Crispy? Um, or, I, want, I want the Crispy original recipe. <laughs> we'll have original to start with, but I do want the Crispy to come back. He is. You want him to get set on fire again? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think Crispy Feed is my favorite ever character. Oh, do, he well, wants Alexa Bliss to come back with the goo. Get into that. Yeah. My, Alexa, next, my next question is like, uh, like a big hot take or like something shitty that you like. And so we'll get into that. Oh, uh, okay. We'll, we'll put that on the back burner then. Yeah. Put uh, the feed back on the back uh, burner. Don't set him on fire yeah, yet. Yeah, that's fine. Gargano and Candice to, either together or separately. Absolutely. And then got guys that I think could just like fill out like spots on the roster. I think you bring up Roddy, you rehire fucking Oni if he's not completely gone. I know yeah. he, he's he's just Cesaro, but I think yeah. Cameron Grimes yeah. needs to come up. Um, Grimes, yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm a big I, I think you on Tuesday literally just have JD McDonough beat Bron and then bring Bron up, give him some fucking personality as well. <laughs> uh fuck. I don't care that you're related to the Steiners anymore at this point. Either have them come out with you or do something else. Um, Joe Gacy I think really fucking killed them, didn't it? Yep, Joe Gacy's terrible. He can fuck off. I love Zach Gibson, um, but that's, that's again... Oh, that me, that. And Rip Fowler. Rip Fowler. Ooh, uh, A fucking Joe, singer yeah. from the 50s. His name's fucking Rip Fowler. I don't even know. I didn't even know his name. Um... I think, and I think Gallus should go to the main roster. Up without Wolfgang, get rid of Wolfgang because he uh, his allegations still haven't gone away. Um, but Joe and Mark Coffey could legitimately walk into the main roster and be decent if you're bringing people you back. Just, you just think that like Joe Coffey's hot? Stop it. He is. <laughs> he is. He is hot. It's. It, it's. It's. Um. Yeah. Blender Do you think Nathan Paul, Carter should go up? Nathan Frazier. No, Nathan Fraser. Yeah, I was Nathan, gonna say Nathan so. Fraser legitimately like yeah. Nathan Fraser is probably my favorite non Gunther wrestler in the world at the moment. I, every time he's on screen, I love it. He's the fastest person I've ever seen. I don't understand it, and I really want if Ricochet were to leave, either him or Wesley could slip into his spot without any transition period. There would be no difference, and it would even maybe be better. I like Ricochet. Ricochet is so bad on the mic, and both of them were good. Wesley, especially, since he lost the other one, he's got way better. Oh, yeah, that one like, film he had a few weeks ago was really good. Yeah, him and Sanger. Again, I do like Sanger because he's hot. Um, I think <clears throat> less Omos, more Creed Brothers. More Creed Brothers, especially Brutus. My, my the one? Yeah, um, the Creeds could could hang on the main roster now. I think, but okay, somebody your favorite. They will, they will. Um, pretty deadly to the main roster now. Yes, pretty deadly on the main roster because Vince isn't there to make them into Billy and Chuck. That's fair. 
you know, but he would have. It's me. Like the moment that, like, I, I, he would see him. So like, give me those two gay guys. He would. He he think they're gay. And to be honest, when he since the NXT, there's been a little bit of me going like, are they? Because they do they. It, there, there is some homoeroticism going on, but that's always been the case. But they were in the Magic Mike show in London, so <laughs> look, all right, good for them. <laughs> I, I, I really want above all else a women's mid card belt. I don't that think. I don't think. Y- I don't think world. yet. Um, just because there's just not enough depth yet, and you have to build. Um, but I think if you look at it in the future, I think the tag titles should be used as that. At least for the moment. Yeah, I think you have the tag belts. I think you have one set of tag belts go across all three brands. All four brands if you want to go for the UK. There aren't enough women. Aoife Valkyrie to the main roster. Sorry, I forgot her. How do you say her first name? In about eight months. Aoife. It's it's not spelled that way. I know. It's Irish spelling. That's, yeah, strange. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, she, she lost... Sorry, I'm completely I've got Ginny as well. Get her to the main roster. She can. Yeah, fucking get Blair Davenport over. Like, fucking. Stevie just, at this point, no. At this point, we are just taking the NXT UK roster and putting it on Raw. Yeah, Stevie Turner, is, fucking Zaya Brookside. Like, just. Yeah, they all need to fucking come over. Okay. Zaya Brookside should go to NXT 2.0. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you guys are just literally just saying, hey, NXT UK, just have them just come over and then shut down the brand. Yeah. <laughs> no. So Zybrookside has a very good gimmick where her whole thing is like, my daddy would get this in, but, and that's what Tiffany Stratton does. But Tiffany Stratton, we don't know who her, who her quote-unquote daddy is. We know that Zybrookside's dad is actually Robbie Brookside, who genuinely has power in the company. So it works better for me. Tiffany's like, better. The fact that I know... Tiffany is better, but the gimmick... If, you, like, if if one of them's going to lose the gimmick, I'd rather Tiff lose the gimmick. What else? She got, um, though? I don't know what she. Can. She got. She can flip and she's massive. It's like, it's like uh, I, yeah. She, like I she's know. still so green that it's like she needs that gimmick. So, um, some of my things as yeah. far as like, I'm just excited just to see like wrestling on the wrestling show. Like I remember week yeah. week one, it was like day one. It's like Triple H is in charge. It's like Sheamus and Drew just beat each other up for 30 minutes to start SmackDown. It was great. Like, give me that. I still haven't seen that match. It was fantastic, even though it was like the good old-fashioned Donnybrook or whatever they called it. Um, yeah. And so it's like, for me, like that is like, big. It's like we're getting matches, and we're getting these guys like Mustafa Ali um, back on TV and like letting him just show out a bit. And it's like, cool. Like, hopefully we'll see Seti come back, and we'll see you know, T-Bar like, not be T-Bar. Um, it's like champions. I had that match with um, Ali was good. Yeah. on main event. That's what I heard, and I I'm, I might even check that out. I don't know. I don't watch those ancillary shows much, like main event or level up. But um, like <laughs> I'm excited for for stuff like that. I'm excited for like like they've been doing this so well. It's like they have like a, a couple of narratives, and they just go throughout the whole show, like the Bailey like yeah. Bailey's group shit. Like, like on the first Monday, it's like it was just weaved through the whole show. Great, Ooh. that was a good raw as well. Yeah, it's we both did, we both watched we watched it all together. It was good. Yeah, and it's like a 
it's not a random collection of events that just for some reason happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, a show. A story, yeah. yeah, it's like a show. It's like this last week on Monday. And this is one of the things that I absolutely love that they did. Because Brady was kind of talking about this before. And it was that they beat you over the fucking head sometimes with shit. And it's like there's recaps of things that happened five minutes before. Um, they beat you over the head with these buzzwords. They beat you over the head. And here's the fucking storyline. There's no subtleties. Well, this last week, when Dex- Dexter Lubis came back, in the back uh, background of different interviews, they had like a car accident. And then they were like putting the car up. They're talking to officials and cops ran by. And then he comes up into the crowd and he's like, like getting they didn't show it, did they? they they just had the I love how subtle it was. Yeah. yeah. You never they did, that they kind didn't of even show us the it didn't even show us like what was going on, did they? They just showed um like something was happening and then you saw like some blonde hair. Yeah, and so like the, just that subtlety um is in like that kind of storytelling is something I'm excited for because uh, tri- uh, Triple H and NXT did do good storylines. It did do kind of more subtle things or long-term things. Like, remember the Who Attacked Aleister Black storyline? That was Weave Through Teams. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Just little shits like that. It's great. And then you mix that with, like, wrestlers that actually like, want to wrestle and, like, can wrestle. Like, I'm fucking in. Like, to me, it's just, like, that's what I want. And that's why sometimes it's, mm. like... Not to compare AEW and WWE, but sometimes like my enjoyment of AEW when it's just everything is just like happening like at lightning okay. speed. It's like boom, 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 boom. Like, hold on, let something breathe for a second, please. Because then it's like it can leave an impact. Like you have that. Can I just say something really quick? Yes. I feel like no. some version of Total Divas is coming back. Because, like, Nikki Bella, like, posted she was in this vacation, and in the hot tub with her is, okay, it's Nikki, Brie, Summer Rae, fucking <sighs> Arian, Andrew, and fucking um, Lana. So I feel like they're doing something. And I'm about to be oh, so excited sorry. if Total Divas is coming back. Um, it's just some breaking news from the most recent NXT house show. Uh, Sloan Jacobs and Tatum Paxley went to a 15 minute no contest. Oh no, no that's like, horrible! Like a draw, or like they're just like, yeah, yeah, a draw. Oh, I was hoping oh, like, no no. Contest, like it's like a Noki coming through that one gallows match and just being like, fucking stop this, this is bullshit, and throwing the chairs. <laughs> I was hoping that's what happened. Like, Fucking like, no. like Matt Bloom just like fucking runs out and just shows it. Stop, you guys! Just stop like it. get rid of it. Especially you, Tatum. Also, uh, put put Giovanni Vinci on the main roster. Oh, he's only thirty-two years old. Yeah. Okay, Jordan, you had your time. Quit putting everybody that was in UK. <laughs> I can't. He's so good and he's so beautiful. Okay, this is my and other you? my oh. other hope. This is my hope. This is my big hope. I feel everything else that I want I, that I want to happen is probably going to happen. Um, don't give the fucking shitty, stupid name. Stop it. Just stop it now. Adam Paxley is not a fucking name. Like, this is a better name. Stop with these stupid fucking names, please. Adam Paxley and Katana Chance. Those aren't names. No, stop. Sh- I'm back. Casey by the way, they they're obsessed with. 
like giving people it's like their rules you have to take a name where they can be chanted like da, 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 da. so it has to be a certain <laughs> amount of syllables every time and that shit is that oh my god that's such a bad rule so you just have to have a fucking multiple syllable name every time i don't wow that's not gonna all start to sound the fucking same and get really dumb really fast i don't mind changing their names like whatever but these stupid fucking names right Right, but don't change their name if it's going to be objectively worse. Like Casey Kattenzaro. Oh, like even Kevin Steen. Go on. Well, I'm just saying, even Kevin Steen, it's like there's nothing wrong with Kevin Steen. What was like the brilliance of changing his name to Kevin Owens? Like, I, like I, I, did that really I, I, make a massive fucking difference? I understand it more so for copyright stuff. Yeah, that's fine. So, but God that's damn. The whole reason. Come on. The whole, re- the whole reason is for copyright. Yeah, but it's like these stupid fucking names. Like, I just... Just fucking lease it. Just make an agree. AJ Styles, it's like they did it with him. It's just like, come on. They they, they, they go through changes with it. And so hopefully... Because like, Triple H for like seems like he didn't care. I mean, for whatever reason, Roderick Strong was has been Roderick Strong the entire time. Right. Right. There's a few guys. With, there was with, like a weird period where they did that. I think with AJ Styles though, he is a big enough name where you can't change it. Yeah, no, no, no disrespect to Kevin o- Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. Like, if Kevin Owens didn't go to WWE, he's just Xavier. He's just Human Tornado. He's not. Like, he's just a Ring of Honor champion. Duh. Nope. But he's another one of those. I'm. I'm. I'm, he, I'm he, where would he be? Indie wrestling was about to take that turn and be huge. He would have been on top with all of those guys in that exact situation. He'd have he'd probably hot, be an he stuff right in Hot Topic and everything. He'd be an AW, but he would have been one of those five guys that was making serious indie money. He already was. I just like to run. use the. I just like to use the, the Xavier comparison because that's usually what I use for Punk. Um, if Punk then goes to WWE, he would just Dr. be Xavier. Oh. Um, what is no, that's what Xavier. So, um, what's your what's your uh, what's your hopes and dreams and wishes now that that Hunter is let leading the pack? Like, what do you want to see happen? Like, like wh- it's funny. I was listening to you guys this whole time, and you guys said so many names. I could. I have no fucking clue who you're talking about. So that's <laughs> so, that is, that's so exciting for me for you though, because if you start watching and you don't know these guys. Like oh yeah, you come in completely blank, mm-hmm. and yeah, well, that's you're the thing. Of people I, like holy shit, where did this person come from? Yeah, that's right. So right. Cool. You know, it's actually been nice too. Like the few times that I've come over to your house, you said we've watched those pay per views. I like the show so much more because there's no context. I don't know the dumbass shit that led up to that match. Yeah. Like I don't know that they've done that finish three times in a row. I don't fucking you know. It's like <laughs> oh, great match. And Issa is like, yeah, they did that exact thing last month. To be like, oh well, I didn't see it. But yeah, I mean, I guess my hope would be, since they're they're kind of the only one that would really drag me back in. I just want to see them give a shit. Like that's mm-hmm. it, really. I just want to see them realize that there have been consequences to the way they've booked over the last ten years, where they thought it didn't matter. They thought their week to week wins and losses didn't matter but it did matter and it created a huge group of the dumbest fucking wrestling fans that there's ever fucking been 
And you've, they created a monster of all these people that are convinced that they're on the inside of wrestling, but their idea of it is so warped and so wrong that it, it's, it's crazy to know people that think that highly of themselves, but they actually are the dumbest fans to ever exist. <laughs> so that's kind of what I hope that they start to change things a little bit and they start caring about their week-to-week booking and they realize that there is there are consequences to a guy, you know, winning a title but then losing non-title matches over you know little things like that. Like where don't don't book a champion week. Like don't do this. You know, don't have this guy lose and then the next week he's in a title match. It just please give a shit and tell me a real fucking story and don't just like end up somewhere and don't only care about your main event program. That's been like the easiest thing to kind of point to about WWE the last, you know, maybe 20 years even is they find, you know, one program or a set of guys, the only guys they fucking care about, the only people they plan anything for. Like before with Cena and Randy. Out a little more. Yeah, it's like right. it was like seeing right. them like they for a only long care about and, those spots and Roman and fucking uh, Brock. Right. See, and I'm not saying, but I'm not saying like you need to have you know stories for everybody. That's crazy. I'm just saying it would be nice if your mid tier guys had something real to fight for and would be waiting in the wings to get up into the top spots. But they never seem to like care about anybody below. And then when they you know, it's like the thing that people are talking about with Roman Reigns. It's like, well, who's going to fight him now? And from what I hear, I don't, I haven't watching, but it's like, I hear people be like, I don't know who he's going to fucking fight. But it's mm-hmm. they never, you know, they never prepare anybody. See, and that's what I mean, they just about what they did with like the United States title and like, like that video package they did and like mm-hmm. Ciampa wearing Harley Race's robe and just making it seem like a big deal. Right. Because it's like, Roman has had both titles since Mania, and like I, I don't love that booking. I think you can have one title and be undefeated for a really long amount of time, but I agree. Mm-hmm. I think you need one of the titles to be able to be moved on to someone else to help make that person, because there really is no one right now for him to go against after Drew. Um, and Cross. like obviously, and that's why they brought in like Carrie and Cross, Cross and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. like before that, there wasn't. And why is there two belts? Because uh, well, uh, uh, it's a brand split, yeah. But didn't they abandon the brand split again? No, no. It's there's still a brand no. split. It's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. different TV networks, like especially because like one's Fox and one's like USA. Since it's not just all like NBC Universal, like, they give a shit. About yeah, I didn't know that they had it. I didn't. I didn't know that they. I thought that they'd abandoned that. But I guess I just hate to the number one. I think. Pretty much all, except that UK belt looks great. All those other belts oh. are fucking atrocious, dude. Those are some of the shittiest, like Kmart looking fucking belts. Even like the Intercontinental like, one, it just looks like yeah. they're trying way too hard. It's like, what is that? Like, you could have maybe toned it down a little bit. Don't make it look like a fucking watch. But like, the, you know. The NA title was really nice in NX2. But the what? The North American title. North American title. In, the North American title. Yeah, that one was kind of cool. That was unique. But like, I I really wanted with the IC title for when Gunther wanted to bring back the European title. Why Ooh. wouldn't he? 
because see, because oh, the UFC, like you actually like part, you're part with my shit. No, because like, yeah, that's no, the I'm European like, title, like the lineage of that title is like D'Lo Brown. It's bad. It's like so why bring that back? Oh, so is the Intercontinental. So is the Intercontinental. Yeah, but also Intercontinental title has like has more prestige because you have like. A lot more guys that have right. That did it have prestige when did it have prestige when China and Jericho pinned each other? Yes. Just because Brett had it. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, that's all beside the point. I feel like they need to freshen up stuff like that. They need to make their belts look like actual championships and not something that no one would care. You have to be a fucking dumbass, shitty ass fan. That goes up to the merch stand and wants to spend three hundred dollars on a horrific looking title. Like make it look cool. Make it look like something you actually want. And I don't like I really don't like the idea of there being a universal championship and a WWE championship. Because you're trying to tell me that that, like I think that's literally forced upon them by the by the networks. Yeah. Yeah, but like why can't you just commit I mean, yeah, but the, how often do they really? How often do they really even defend those titles on those shows? Though? Well, they used to until yeah, Roman. Yeah, I, I read something recently that said like USA has been like, pissed off because Romans had that like both titles since Mania that like they haven't had a champion on their show because I think they right, look just, at it as just like, make them be on both shows. Yeah, but it, Roman like, cut his like, new Fox deal. Wants people to be exclusive. It's so fucking political. They're not exclusive. Yeah. None of that shit actually matters. They say all this stuff, but they fuck it up every single time. They act all high and mighty like they make these rules and they have to stick to it when they've literally abandoned their rules every fucking time they've done this. Old regime. Though. Roman was exclusive until old, and Roman was exclusive until he won both belts. I would say it was old regime. Yeah, maybe I don't that's know. something like with the hunter regime where shit will actually matter and people will actually be exclusive right. because. That's one of the things that, like, always last, like, the last, like, two years for Survivor Series that sucked. It's like, we see these guys on both shows all the time. Oh, that's a joke. Like, at least, like, the, the yeah, one where NXT joke. was there in 2019 or whatever. Like, that was cool. That was dope. Like, cool. Yeah, because that was clearly actually a, a separate brand that was really a separate brand. Yeah, and so, like, that was fine. But, yeah, no, like, for real, it's like, I've seen, like, Baron Corbin fight Sheamus, even though they're on the different shows. And so... Like, yeah, that guy fucking sucks, man. Whoa, who? Barry Corbin, dude. I can't. Oh, I can't get behind that guy. Corbin. Yeah, Logan Paul guy's already better than him. That's fair. Logan Paul's so good. Logan Paul's so yeah, good. He was All right, good. so. But I want them to do that. I just want them to freshen up their shit. That's why I don't want to complain too much because I could go on and on about the things WWE does that I think are just absurd and stupid, and the way they've reprogrammed fans and all being complete mindless dumbasses but they they there is a chance here the triple i mean his track record is great you know he was just put in a position mm. with nxt where he was gonna fail like they they weren't gonna win they weren't gonna beat emw that was just he got put in a position to fail it's just a fact so that to me means nothing against him i still think he put on an awesome show he books guys with some sensibility and he knows, I think he knows that sweet spot between just like what people try to say is entertainment and good wrestling. Because to me, it's like good wrestling is entertainment. I don't, 
Like, does it have to be like a, a stupid segment to be considered entertainment? That doesn't make any sense to me. Have but you seen the Max? I think Marvel? he knows that the. No, but I saw like one of those vignettes, and I oh. about shit my pants. It was so funny. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, that's so good. And also, mm-hmm. I think with with that, where it's two guys that people are just like, eh. Like, imagine if that was. Imagine if those two people were. Who who can I th- who can I even think of in this case? You know, two indie guys. The, the reaction would be so much different, but it's just because it's Mace and Mansoor. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, cool, great." Yeah, See, I don't know them at all. Like, I I have no clue who they are. Yeah, no. Um, the Mansoor was just yeah, Mansoor used to just Saudi get show. heated up during Saudi time because he's Saudi Arabian. He'd go win a big match over there, and they'd be like, "Hometown boy, yeah, that's there. right." Okay, I remember that. But yeah, no, those are the things I want to see change because I just, I think they have a real huge opportunity here to, you know, like they're going to get their money and people maybe like, you know, people slowly, maybe the numbers are going down and stuff. But I think that that's more a trend of television and not necessarily, are they going back up now? But I mean, like the general, like year to year, you know, the long term, maybe not just the, you know, I don't think week to week means anything, but like. They have this great opportunity to reprogram how fans think of wrestling in the mainstream, and they're going to be able to tell their stories, but also have really good wrestling and rely on guys that aren't these giant, you know, juice heads. Like you don't need to do that. It's just a completely different era in the world where, you know, people see jacked guys all the time. And like, you see, you've seen UFC, like the cat's out of the bag, like stop. There's just an old school thing that I think it's kind of like an underlying part of it that that doesn't help. Yeah. Like doesn't actually help the business. And like they just but like I said, they have this opportunity to go a certain way, to use some of those like, you know, indie guys, but they they can find that sweet spot with the indie style and and the like main event style. And I think that's exciting. Because if you could make that the standard, then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have guys to choose from for a long, long time. I, I will say this. This is something that's just, I found really funny. So, like Brady, you're like jacked up juice head guys. Your picture on here is you and Brian cage. <laughs> oh yeah, it totally is. That guy blew it, man. He, what I will, what I will say about jacked up juice head guys, that's if we're talking about like historically, I know there's the Luther Reigns in that, but John Cena and Brock Lesnar are still there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're still, Brock Lesnar does not count. That guy's a freak of Right, but, but the well, thing like the that they need time. to change, they need to change also the idea, like, I love Brock. Brock's one of my favorites. I <clears> find <throat> it hilarious that the people have turned on him the way they have so many times in only like a few year span. It's just a perfect illustration of how little these people so understand. Yeah, that's like the Brock thing. That's the way you expose these fans for not knowing what the hell they're talking about. And that's the easiest one. But I want them to also go away from the idea that like, like Brock should be really strong and, you know, shouldn't just be beaten by anybody. But you got to put him in the ring with, you know, like a Finn Balor or somebody and actually maybe make it seem like it's not this uphill battle. You know, they make it so obvious, like, 
oh, one move and he lost, you know, come on, like give him a little bit more than that. Like don't fall for that narrative where you just, well, he's bigger. There's nothing we can do. We have to book this a certain way. Like you don't. So you mean more, more like Daniel Bryan versus Brock at SummerSlam? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like let Brock, let Brock, like if he fought uh, Brian Danielson, like, you know, give him like 60, 40. It doesn't have to be like Brian can only win with like a flash pin, you know, like, come on, like punk, punk looked good against him. Brian, at that Brian, summer slam. Oh, Brian did. Brock. Brian did look good against Brian. Brock as well. See, I yeah, did yeah. not see. It was really good. I, oh, you, I, should, I, you yeah. should, you should go. To, you should seek it out. It's very good. Um, good. I, and that's the kind of shit I wish they would do. Like, don't, don't make it seem like these guys are just, you know, untouchable and make the psychology a certain way. Okay. So this is gonna. Now we're gonna go a little bit more quick hitters as we're into the back, the back nine here. Okay. So. I have a list of questions that are going to be really weird, but this is my question um, that I'm going to ask, and I'll start it off. So this is going to be your fucking hottest weird take, like the or the dumbest shit you like, or like the hill you die on of like random shit that maybe people would probably get in an argument over. I'm going to start it off. Mine is Randy Orton is better than most people think he is. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, he is, but it doesn't mean he's not boring as fuck. He's really boring at times, but I think he is like one of the better wrestlers in the last like thirty years. Yeah, and so is Ty Dillinger. He's pretty good too, but that don't mean I want to see him. You are not comparing <laughs> Sean Spears to Randy Orton. I'm just saying, guys that are technically like, oh, he's so technically good. Oh, everything he, oh, he's always in the right spot. Oh, wow. He sure like, yeah. I will say, no, it's also because like when Randy's on, it's like, it's really good. Like, and like, remember when he kicked yeah, Chunky and his dad in the head? And when he was like, <laughs> and, oh my God, I saw that live. That was, I'm sorry to divert right now. That is one of the greatest things. That's what's missing from wrestling right now, too, is the fact that an old man Don't could accidentally. Yeah, it's like, God, anything could happen. It was, he got kicked, fucking teed off on John Cena's dad's head. Fucked <laughs> him up. You could see it in his face. Orton just like starts walking, like speed walking away because he's like, oh, my God, I kicked him. Holy fuck. I kicked him in the head. That's hilarious. That was great. Like when he made out with Stefan. And then, well, also, also, I, I think I, I'm going to be in agreement with Brady on this, or John Cena's dead, because there's another segment where Edge fucking just slapped him right in the fucking face so oh, yeah. hard in his house, just fucking killed him with a slap. Listen here, Missy. <laughs> Boom, slaps him. And so, yeah, more John Cena's dad violence. And, and then, um, like I said, I think Randy Orton, when he's good, I think he's better than what most people, especially like in the internet wrestling community, will say he is. Agreed. All right, Jenna, what's, Love Randy what's your what's your I weird agree. bad take or good take? Hey, like, think of like a crazy weird bad take. I can tell you a take that pissed off people on Twitter like years ago that I posted and it went like semi-viral. Um, I think Nikki Bella is a way better worker and was a better Divas champion than AJ Lee. Agreed. Yeah, I'm not gonna. So I'm not gonna argue against that. Like, I feel, right. 
I feel like people like look at AJ Lee like with these rose colored glasses just because she caught like those promos and shit being like, oh, you guys want to be famous and shit. But like, every AJ, that was what she said. Yeah, every AJ Lee match is like her giving a clothesline, a shining wizard, and then doing the fucking Black Widow. Like, that's the only three moves she ever fucking did. Is this the one that like famously botched? taking Paige's finisher like yes and i actually listened to Paige on the sessions with fucking oh yes i talked about that yeah because she said like Mm -hmm. she won the title and randy orton was like oh like aj took that weird like after the match oh she said you beat her with a leg swing like yeah something like that yeah (laughs) so yeah i just i and like i like i said i don't really think that's controversial i just know like years ago when i tweeted that i had so many people pissed off at me so that that's the take i'm going with the qualifier there, though, is I think Nikki Bella. I think there's a lot of people like this too in WWE that they're like honestly they're not very good, they right. but they're but they're in like they know how to do it. They right. know when to be where, and they really understand how to wrestle and how to put together a good match. They're just not necessarily very like good in execution. Right. That's kind of. Yeah, so I believe. Also, the Nikki Nikki Bella doing the Masawa fucking elbows. I was always sick. Dude, her (laughs) Alabama slamma. She fucking murdered people with it. Like I'm telling you, Nikki Bella was a concussion. Yeah, it was great. Nikki Bella walks into AEW's women's division and is better than ninety percent. Oh yeah. Okay, Jordan, you're you're last on this one. Yeah, I knew I'd be last. Oh, you're last. That's because Jordan has like notoriously awful takes. Oh yeah, he's the main event of this. Oh yeah, I don't know if I, I don't think I have anything like super controversial, but I do think I, it's like I, I, I really my Vince was innocent. I'm... <laughs> God, could you imagine? I think oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think Vince did it. I, I really like Glenn Jacob Kane's politics. <laughs> I mean, the whole take is I would also accept the money from Vince. But... Stop it. <laughs> Oh my god! I wonder how much money he gave Shawn Michaels. Stop. Um, Enough. Enough. (laughs) Um. So I think uh, this is okay. I'll say this. I think that um, I'll qualify this by saying I think up until a couple years ago, WWE made events that were done well and uh, had you know a good story behind them. Nobody did it better than them like at the top, top, top of the card for most pay-per-views, I think now, I think AEW's main events and top of the card matches are vastly superior most times because when two guys wrestle in AEW, it feels like a clash of styles, like two guys where you know that this guy works a certain way, the other guy works another way, and then you see like what happens when those two styles clash, when most of the time in WWE, when you see a match, it's just two guys that are going to basically wrestle the exact same. The match is going to play out the way they always do. And it just depends on how many false finishes you get. That's pretty much, that was part of the course. Now, as illustrated by what Jordan was saying, that Champa bobby Lashley match from Monday, that was like the, you know, the big indicator, like, wow, maybe they are going to change some stuff and they're going to really let him actually wrestle. So you can tell who's who and you mm. know, who's going to wrestle like this or, cause there's just that point where it was like, 
Yeah, like the funny one always was Rollins, which don't even get me started on that fucker. But like Rollins, you know, comes out, oh, he's going to sell the knee. And then it just became a joke where he would like sell the knee and then do like a springboard. And then he'd be, oh, my knee, my knee. And then just do his entire comeback. And it was just like perfect. Like you guys are so set in a way where there was no way he couldn't do his comeback. He had to do his comeback. Like, come on. It's like when Rhea Ripley was having to run in to do a save. But then she she still had to hit her entrance taunt. And they were going off the fucking air. They were going off the air. And it's like they had seconds left. And she had to do her taunt. Oh my god! Run in and do the save. So, no. What's her What's her taunt? And she does like a weird stomp. stomp. The theatrics. <laughs> she had to stop, do that, and then run yeah. in. She does like before the chorus hits on her song. She like does like this like weird mosh stomp, and then like yeah, they were literally going off air. The graphic was in the corner, and she had to go <laughs> save fucking Bianca Belair in the ring. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, like, I, I, part of this, like, I'll agree with you, especially with the. WWE style, especially also the fact that like main events have just been like it's Roman Reigns versus somebody. Like I enjoy a lot of the matches, but it is like it's the same WWE style. It's like against a WWE style guy, where it can kind of just feel like it's very homogenized. Or an AEW do get that kind of mix of stuff, and then I think at least now with again Triple H's track record of the past, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get differences now. We're gonna get up to. We got a fucking random wrestling match against Ziggler and Gable. That was just that was so the good. most technical wrestling yeah. match I've seen like in WWF since like fucking Bret Hart versus Mister Perfect. You know, it was like that kind of just yes. style of match. It's a cool. That's different. Yes, and I want to add that. I want to add that to my hopes too. Is Mister Perfect comes back when? No, like they do this thing where they they say like, well, this guy, you know, he can't be the champion because he doesn't fit the mold of like someone that would represent our company commercially. And it's like you've proven that that does not fucking matter. Like you've made you made Jinder Mahal after I'm telling you after Jinder Mahal won the title. I never will believe any of that shit that they say ever again. It's like you made that guy the champion and you were trying to do some India thing, but that dude was a fucking jobber three weeks previous to that. They gave him a few wins and then he won the title. You don't care. Like you can do anything. That just proves that you could make anybody the fucking champion. Oh, I told this to Jordan the other day. Like when it's fake, you can do whatever. Yes, you could do whatever you want. Like, just, yeah. it's like, go back to the CM Punk and Cena thing. It's like, they didn't want to put C- or CM Punk in the top spot. And it's like, well, he's, you know, he's this, he's that. He can't represent our company. Just because he, if he was going to be put in the top spot, what did that mean? John Cena couldn't go to press conferences or he couldn't do Make-A-Wishes anymore? Like, he'd still be representing the company in some this, way. Uh, this you know, doesn't want like, to meet Cena. He doesn't have the belt anymore, guys. What are we going to do? Yeah, what the fuck? But that's something that i hope like when they when they have a guy that is like getting some you know some heat and or getting you know some steam behind them change your plan once in a while like say hey actually you know what we're gonna go with this guy he's gonna we're gonna have this guy win you know do something like that like i want to see somebody be on top that like it just happened organically i want to see something that just happened and worked out for once yeah all right, Jordan. Anyway, I'll stop. That was my that was my that's, swerve. That's fine. Jordan, 
I want quick hitters. I don't want any explanations. I just want a, I just want a oh, list of like God. your top five bad takes. Uh, That's a lot. The, the Fiend is the greatest wrestling character of all time. Without, who, who, I mean, who? without the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Oh Lord. Um, without moving to WWE, CM Punk would be nobody. Uh, so bullshit. Mandy Rose hits a better V trigger than Kenny Omega. Uh, John Moxley cannot work. He needs blood. Um, Kazuchika Okada was so good at that period of time. If you'd have taken Kenny Omega out and put in any wrestler that can work a good match, it would have been the same result with the same star ratings and the same gravitas of match. Give me a couple more. Give me a couple more. That's unbelievable. I'm sorry. Like I'm not going to start an argument. That some of that is just unbelievably, objectively (laughs) false. Jordan goes. Chris Benoit didn't do it. (laughs) Um, Okay, carrying on. Chris Benoit was a better worker than Eddie Guerrero. Um, I agree with that. Oh no! Eddie Guerrero is uh, way better of a wrestler overall than Chris Benoit could ever hope to be. That was uh, agreed, agreed, uh, agreed. As a whole package, what absolutely okay, a million percent right. As a whole package, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like throwing the character stuff, yeah, he blows it out. I broke my own rule. I didn't want explanations. Give give me some more quick hitters. I I like these. Big hitters. You should write these down. Shield. Moxley's the worst, obviously. Uh, William Regal's the greatest talker of all time. Don't think that's too controversial. Um, NXT 2.0 as a whole is better than NXT Black and Gold. Oh, fuck um, you. The Young Bucks <laughs> that's aren't just, as good. That's trolling, Bucks, dude. That's just trolling. No, it's not. The Young Bucks aren't as good as people think they are. They just get booked oh, strong. They're, the, they're, they're not the best tag team in AEW. Um, no. I, I would take... Top five of all time. Buddy Murphy is better than Kenny Omega. He just doesn't get the opportunities. And Come on. Uh, Charlotte Flair is the greatest women's wrestler of all time. <laughs> really? I'm consistent with the Charlotte Bro, Flair one. You got to write those down. Please write, because some of those are hilarious. Like, uh, you got to just be trolling with some of that shit. Oh, There's oh, no oh, way. These, these are things I say regularly. We're especially Maddie second Rose. podcast where fucking Brady and Jordan just debate these fucking hot takes. We should. For three It'd be hours. fun. Yeah. No. Maddie Rose is the one Because, yeah, no, I, I, that's what I wanted, though. I wanted Brady to hear that. <laughs> I, I have uh, to. Some of I, them I just thought. I have to fucking hear this all the time. And then I I needed, um, uh, I, needed uh, I needed a I needed witnesses. <laughs> I'll give you the Roman Reigns in the Shield one. I'll give you that. Like that's you can actually, argue that. I'm so glad because everyone always fucking argues. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna argue it, Jordan. But Wait, my the argument team? is that I think Seth Rollins. I mean, I think Moxley was the. I best. think Seth Rollins is the best. Never, never at any point. He never carried point. it. He carried it with the promo. Moxley did at the beginning. Like he, I mean, he was. Yeah, the Moxley was the voice. leader in the beginning of the the shield. Mo- Moxley is Moxley right at the start. I'll give you. Uh, but then when they mm-hmm. all when I actually they all started actually wrestling That's regularly. Right. Like, oh, there's one very obvious. That's very obvious weak link in the ring. Oh, what so was that I got my favorite. I got to address the blood thing too. The Moxley with the blood thing. He can't work. Like, he can't work without blood. No, that's insane. That's just like 
that is just ignoring a man's work. Like, like they have to have blood. He doesn't have to have blood. They have a lot of blood. And, it, you know, it's only been the last, what? When did they ban blood, Isai? When did WWE finally ban blood? Oh, no, I, or so? I mean, John Moxley. I, I, I don't mean, Ambrose. It's been... I mean, John Moxley. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, if it's such a shock to see blood that much, it's only because it's still a relatively it's not like, a shock kind of anymore, new thing that there's not a lot of blood. My kind of point is that it's not a shock. Like, John Moxley had a match with Mance Warner that meant fuck all when he bled. Why? Yeah, so, like, it's just overdone. Then, yeah, that's fine if you think it's overdone. Oh, no, that's kind of the, that's kind of my point. The fact that he, I don't see any AW matches where he doesn't bleed. Him bleeding against Jericho, sure, it's a big match. It can work. If he did, if he bled in the match against Kenny when he lost the belt and then didn't bleed, apart from whatever the barbed wire match, he can bleed in that one. Um, and then in the Anakin Arena one, and then in this one, they're, they're spaced out. Brilliant. Unbelievable. I love that. It's a bit like Cody. Cody's like, uh, it's like, oh, right. Cody's a big match. Has yeah, he bladed? Has he? Brilliant. Like, it becomes to a point where, like, can you work without blood? Show me. Because I, I can't remember the last time Moxley worked a match without bleeding. Well, okay, but then like think about how much how much did Ric Flair use blood over the course of I don't like Ric Flair either. I don't, I don't like Ric Flair either. There's a lot of guys that use a lot of blood. I mean, I dude, like the whole Ripless Aggression era, I mean, <laughs> there's guys who Guerrero did bleed all of his blood once. Right, like they did blood all the time for main events in that era, but nobody's going to dock Batista for it. Nobody's going to dock. I can't comment. Well, that's well, that's fine. Yeah, okay. But Eddie Guerrero getting hit with the chair was great. Okay. Well, we will follow up. Gordon, I do need you to write down some of these takes because that will be a future podcast of all this of this crew. Um, because <laughs> what the fuck? Some of those, like <laughs> some of them, I agree with. Um, but there's a couple yeah. of them that that's just okay. that's just now we got some questions from the fans. This is you have what? You have questions from the fans. Fans. You have fans. <laughs> you try and yourself. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. First. Yeah, no, what do you call them? The creamers or like yeah, creamer, creamer. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Is it this like a Pornhub profile that they right. comment or something? Yeah. Right, cream all over. Cream. Um this one I don't know how we're gonna do. Uh, come up with a musical instrument. <laughs> I don't know what that I don't know how to do that. Maybe like Wait, generally? Um, yeah, just like Wait, I have no I idea. Yo, I don't need to come up with a musical instrument because Nathan Fielder came up with the greatest musical instrument of all time, and that is the smoke detector. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, that's it. Yeah. There you go. He fucking um, ended that conversation. That was great. Yeah, it is, that is totally okay, true. good job on that one. Okay, what is the stupidest hypothetical tag team? The stupidest? Yeah. Um, Let me think here. Kiana James and Omas. Anyone. Anyone? No, the the fucking hacker Solomon Crow, because they're fucking computer people. That's like my nightmare fucking tag team, right? There. Gordon, what's your stupidest tag team? Uh, John Moxley and the Miz. Just complete opposite. <laughs> no, Nick Gage and the Miz. 
Nick Gage in the middle. Fuck, that's pretty stupid. Just complete, complete opposite. Ready? What's your stupidest tag team? Um, that almost guy and Spider Nate Red. <laughs> <laughs> fuck! I should have just said the Young Bucks. Oh fuck! Oh, oh. wow! It's opportunity. Okay. Wow. Oh my god. That was that was good. I will say that was good. Omos yeah, and Spider Nate Webb, and they come out to the song. What's Teenage the song back? called? Teenage Dirtbag. Oh, Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah. Can you imagine Omos like getting up on the second rope, like throwing his arms in the air while that's playing? He's like, her name is Noel. <laughs> okay, um, mine will be. Fuck, I'm trying to think of something really stupid now because Spider Nate Webb and, and fucking. Almost. Almost. Um, the fucking bunny and Cole Roger. Oh God, no. Um, and I'm talking about the bunny Sammy Zayn oh, who was like with I'm Adam Rose, not like fucking Cherry Bomb. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, that one's pretty dumb. Okay, no, I got it. Um, it is. Um, this is gonna be really weird. I want um Simon Gotch as he was in the Vaude Villains. And then I and then I want DJ Z when he was wearing the fucking helmet and the lineup stuff. Can I talk about my dream tag team? It's That's Marcus amazing. It's Marcus Louis and Kona Reeves. <laughs> That's the tag team that needs to come back. Okay. Please don't talk about Kona Reeves. All right. Um <laughs> another question. Um this is from Russell at Crocodile Soup on Twitter. Um the, the other ones are from them as well. Uh, what's your favorite berry? Strawberry. Like, like a fruit. Oh, a raspberry? Yeah. Is it yours a raspberry? Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yeah, I'd go raspberry. Yeah, raspberry. Blackberry, Blackberry, I guess some from Idaho should probably say huckleberry, but... I needed a phone joke. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't fun. That was great. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's your least favorite song? Johnny Cash, Hurt. No, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Queen. Oh, God. Jenna, what's your song? Um, you know what my what fucking is least favorite song is. I do not need to say it. Yes, you it. do, because I, I know. It's in Beverly Hills Cop. I'll say that. What is it? You have to say it. The fucking heat is on. I fucking hate that song. It's the worst song that ever existed. And I fucking hope the Eagles or whoever the guy who sings it goes to hell. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. What's man. your least, least your favorite reason. song, Brady? Anything by Tom Petty. Oh. I hate Tom Petty. I hate all of his music. No, Brady, it's, I thought you hated us. Uh, Summer Breeze makes me feel fun. Yeah, that song oh. sucks. There's that one, that Sugar Ray song that Every I hate. Every morning. There's... Summer Ray. Yeah. This is um, another reason why I hate my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, um, what's the what was that one dude, Jenna? I think he's dead, but he did like the fucking mom and dad like dubstep ass shit. What? Oh, <laughs> the guy was, was like, "So wake me yeah. up, we're here, so over." Worst. Well, I can't. They had the, oh, that guy. That I know who you're talking about. Wasn't his name like Avicii or yeah. some shit? Like it's something weird like that. Yeah, yeah oh. he was like died like at twenty five. Yeah, his name's Avicii. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he died at twenty eight. Yeah. 
that song was the worst. Karma. Um. All right, and then last question from them is, what is your favorite garbage movie? I mean, my favorite movie is garbage? a garbage movie, and it's How High, but it's the best. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> I have that film a five star. It's the funniest movie. Freddie, what about you? I mean, I mean, it's the room. Okay. Oh, the room is the ultimate garbage movie. It's that is nothing will ever compare to that. You've never seen Pot Zombies. Yeah, well, I mean, I've avoided. Yeah, I just, I don't know. The thing about the room is just they so believed that you know he so believed that he was making a great movie and that he was doing it, and he still to this day thinks he did a good job, you know. And it's just hard to capture like that. The kind of people that are you know so irrational, you know, making something like that. Like that's the part that you can't manufacture. Oh my God! So uh, Jordan just sent a group message, and it is of him. And what Tommy? What's his? How do you say his last name? What's up? Yeah. Good Lord. I'm Greg Sestero. Yeah. <laughs> what's your favorite garbage movie? You know, I think a lot of people would consider the Twilight Saga garbage. I don't have that view. Mm. I, I I think it's a great series. So I'm going to go with Grind or The New Guy. That's fair. Okay. Um, also, um, I'm okay. going to say for both Jenna and Jordan, it's, I'm surprised you guys didn't say Tall Girl. I don't oh, like Tall I don't Girl. Because Tall Girl is not a garbage <laughs> movie. Tall Girl is peaks, isn't it? Fuck you and fuck Tall Girl. You, uh, uh, I almost said employee of the month. That's fine. Also, not a garbage movie. Great okay. movie. This is uh, th- these questions are the next three are from Flighty Butlass on Twitter. Wait, what and name is Fi- uh, Flighty Butlass? Oh, huh. uh, she's great. She actually like, would make like like these like little things like little dolls, and we sold them at Starcats when we were there, Brady. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, she, like she's like actively involved in stuff in wrestling. Um, how? What is? I don't. I just. I don't think I understand the name. Mighty Butt Lass. But how do you spell that? Oh, like, you know, like Heidi Lovelace. Flighty. So F L I G H T Y E U T T L A S S. Flighty Butt Lass. So like a butt. But lass, like a, a lady butt. And that's flighty, like a flight, like a a flight of stairs. I'm digging a hole. Yeah. Move on. All right. So if you have people over, what's the go-to uh, thing you'll cook for them? I'll answer first. It's either usually either burgers or steak. I'll usually bake brownies. You're a brownie? Oh, you were saying you were going to make brownies tonight, too. I already made them. They're, they're literally. I've, I've cut. I took them out of the oven and cut them on this podcast. Nice. Jenna, what about you? I mean, you're the one who's normally cooking, so like, I'll normally like put out a mean cheese board or a, uh, I'll make some like cinnamon rolls or some fucking dessert of some sort. Yeah, you do hit the treats and the cheese like, board, the the sweaty meats and cheeses. Yeah, I'm a good snack person, but like, you're always the one cooking. What about you, Brady? 
I mean, anything I can just put in the oven, you know, some fries, some hot wings, some pizza pockets. Yeah, you know? that, that is a Brady square over there for poker. You're <laughs> like, I just want some dots. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Just throw some of those. You've already got chips and salsa and like veggies and dip, you know, so why not just keep, you know, anything I can put on a small plate. All right. Favorite theme park. I've been to like three, so I guess I mean I'll just say Disneyland. Which park yeah. in Disneyland? Do you like California Adventure more or like Magic Kingdom? Sure, California. I had the California. Oh, hell, I had no. the the one roller coaster I liked. The California Screaming or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, that's right. I think that's right. <laughs> I've been to theme park in years, so I'm gonna have to go with. There's a park here called Legoland, which is made of Lego. And yeah, like not one of like San Diego. Oh, that's hell dope. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I thought the rides were actually made of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Eddie, what about you? Pretty strong Lego. I I would go with Disneyland. I would like. I think for the longest time, I'm I'm notoriously just like a scared. Uh, <sighs> person and like i would always be afraid of like roller coaster or fast rides any of that like most of it but i made a point like the last time i went to disneyland to ride all the rides that i never would ride and totally changed my perspectives disneyland anaheim i'm in jenna i know you you've been to a few theme parks in your day what is your favorite one um, I'm saying Universal Orlando because they have the fucking mummy ride there for one. And then two, they have a roller coaster there where you can pick a song from like a playlist and they play it like in like the headphones in your harness while you're going like through this crazy fucking roller coaster and you can play Rollin' by Limp Biscuit and it's the fucking sickest experience that ever. That fucking rocks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. Okay. This is the last question from Flighty. And it's not necessarily a question, it's kind of like the first one there. But this one is just make up a wrestler on the spot. So, come up with just a random wrestling name. I mean, NXT's done that like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott, I, I've said this one before, but I'm just going to use this here. It would be my my independent gimmick. Um, it's Dr. Shit Taker Proctologist. That's her real name. And, and instead of doing the locked jaw, I would grab him by the butt. With yeah, the glove like, and everything? Like right in the yeah, fucking it's like, hole. like I'm fucking checking their oil. <laughs> oh, Lord. Dr. Shit Taker. Rock. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I can't. I can't come up with these. I, every time you said, and I don't know who Tatum Paxley is, but every time you say Tatum Paxley, it's, it's a terrible like, fucking I mean, name. Yeah, like I don't. I can't beat that. You wouldn't be like, like you know, Big Ronald. Like you can't think of a name like that. Like a weird. No, I mean no, because I could say like Seth McAllister. You know, What's just like dumb shit, but like. That's what they do. Oh, he's like, yeah. like, Seth McAllister. Yeah, like I a, mean, a truck driver trying to win the love of his son. 
It's just a plot of over the top. Maker. Yeah, he was on the road so much, and he didn't spend enough time with them, <laughs> you know, because he was driving the truck. But he only did it, you know, so that he could have a better life because he was. There was there was that wrestling that trucker, Tookie Tucker, the wrestling trucker. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Big Garrett. <laughs> Actually, no. I, I also, oh now my, my other one is uh, putting Von Wagner and Von Wagner doing like the stealing gimmicks thing. So he'd be Big Von Vader, the Big Von Vo- Von Boski, Von Venus, like Giant Von Zales. Like that's my dream. Gordon, what's your what's your random? Yeah, I mean, like, make up a wrestler and a gimmick. Go. Sky Grayson, uh, he used to work at a swimming pool, so he's, a, he's like a lifeguard, uh, and his finisher is a frog splash, but he doesn't do like the frog movements, he just dives directly in. Does he carry, um, and does he carry like, the, um, like the, the little circle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just, yeah, yeah. okay, that's fucking, yeah. that's an NXT 2.0 gimmick. And then what? And then there's a there's a there's a finish of a match and a DQ match where he puts the ring over someone so they can't lift their arms up and then he pins them. That's insane. <laughs> You're actually a crazy person. Not from your takes. It's from that. Like that was like very thoughtful as far as like this is this, this is his gimmick, this is what he does, and then on this specific match that's not gonna ever happen, he's gonna do this. That's great. <laughs> that is actually that's very me though. Just thinking of that, like, eh, yeah, I could do this as well. Jenna, what, what's your wrestler? You you, you already know what my wrestling name would be. You can't just say you already know because nobody else does. You do. Me. There's more people. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm saying you already know. Like you're asking me. Uh, so it's Big Ham Beverly, and the gimmick is basically that I'm Mance Warner, but like I'm. Like, I'm drunk all the time, right? I come out to you, total fucking break by brown sugar. And then I'm built like, so like, like five, three, I'm built at like eight, boy. I'm weighing at about like 400 pounds. I think I'm bigger than I am. It's a good time. Big ham better. <laughs> you carry ham. And I, I wrestle like I'm fucking almost. Like, I wrestle like a big guy. Yeah. Oh. No, Big Ham Beverly came from when we were playing WWE, like one of the video games one day. And you're like, what do you want to name your girl? I'm like, I don't fucking know. And I was just going through the names and I saw Big and and like that's the name we came up with. So I'm like, yeah, that's the name Big Ham Beverly. I feel like Big Ham Beverly would also be a truck driver. Yeah, but like that's again, like you're kind of like a drunk from Idaho. Like I think that fucking fits. All right, that is all for the questions. And I think it is now time to wrap this up. I appreciate you guys all coming on and talking wrestling and talking some shit. I've been wanting to have Jordan and Brady on a podcast together, and then I'm it all just came together so nice when Jordan started listening to his takes. That was what I was wanting. It's been my dream for years. Oh yeah, we need a showdown. Yeah, we have oh, to yeah. have a total. Like, is... We just bring all that to the yeah, table. And... Come to WrestleMania, and Go then to... um. Oh, that'd be so much fun. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I also always love having Jenna. I was like having you on because you have such a different perspective than what all of us will have as well. So it's great. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah, like a calm one, a non 
a non like controversial or like just way too far and deep. Jenny problematic one. Jetty usually backs my takes. Sad. And so <laughs> yeah, this was fun. I'm pretty sure, especially with the other things happening with this, this will probably happen again sooner rather than later. Hell, Hell yeah, yeah, man. But um Oh, yeah, right. Thank you all for listening. Um, check us out on the Twitter machine. I want to say we are at WrestleBoys Cast. Anyone WrestleBoys on Instagram? Uh, send me a fucking cash app at dollar sign Eastside Soldano because I just entertained you for so much, everybody. Um, but yeah, thank you all. And uh, WrestleBoys316 says Andy Rose has a better B trigger than Kenny Omega. <laughs> Oh my god.